Go. This message is brought to you by Audible. Get three, get free 30-day trial plus two free audiobooks. Links in description below. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, you're good with your notes, everything? I think so. I hope okay. so. Right. It is what it is, like I said. Got yeah. it. It's it's already on. Okay. Well, my name is Celine. And I'm Brandon. And this is episode. You want to say the episode? Episode seven. seven yes. Right. Okay. All right. So, what, what were we talking about first? So I was asking you about what you've been previously talking about in your podcast about politics. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which we don't have to stick to. I we mean, can, we, we can we, just. Uh, oh, I'm stuck. Transition to something else after, but. Okay. Just want to see what you have to say about. Like, what do you mean, like, what I think about Trump? Yes. Or I guess, like, the new, um, like, the ban that just got... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That just got removed. I mean, that's pretty fresh still, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I don't know. I, I have, like, mixed feelings about it, you know? Like, I, I kind of understand the idea of it, you know, keeping people out because, you know, there are bad people out there. Right. But... You know, I also see the good part because people don't want their freedom taken away. Like, you know, everyone wants to be, you know, have, you know, they just want to, America is one of those places where people come here for, you know, a better life or better anything, you know? Right. So people come over here, I guess, to seek refuge from uh, other countries mm-hmm. that are having war or that have nothing to do with any of the mm-hmm. troubles that they have in other countries and stuff. But I guess, like, what happens whenever people go to different countries and whenever they came back or are trying to come back and that man was placed and they were stuck in mm-hmm. those countries? I mean, that seems kind of unfair, right? I mean, it's it's unfair, but you. the thing is that I, I just think the way he handled it was very... Like, if you do a ban, the, the, the way you do a ban is, I think, is that you got to... You gotta warn people first. First of all, right. say you're like, I'm gonna sign an executive order in one week from today. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna ban it. all of these countries. It wasn't necessarily a Muslim ban. It was more of a, you know, uh, a ban on uh, certain countries. Right. So you know, when I hear Muslim ban, it's kind of construed to that way because there's still people coming from you know Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. uh, certain certain countries. There's only seven on the list. Mm-hmm. So I found that very disingenuous, you know, like it was kind of twisting of the facts. I feel like he does that. Alternative facts. Alternative. <laughs> you, 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 I'm sorry, I'm really stuck on that. Okay. Uh-huh. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Yeah, but that's how I felt about it. I mean, what I've heard, because I watch a lot of the Daily Show and stuff, and I heard that some of the countries that were not banned were the ones that were more associated with terrorist attacks yeah so i mean the ones that actually people came from these countries those are the ones that were more i guess you can say high risk i guess but the reason why that they weren't um banned was because it was a a conflict of interest in his part because apparently there are trump buildings over there Mm -hmm. which is the reason why they didn't get banned so I think that was kind of crappy. I mean, yeah. the seven countries that got banned, I mean, I honestly don't think that they had much to do with why they would even get banned to begin with. Well, from what I understand, it's the Obama administration had high risk. That's what they, they call them. So 
you know, the possible terrorist, terrorist threats from these countries. So they, that's what they used to make the ban. It wasn't, it wasn't like they thought of an idea like, oh, maybe we should ban this country, this country, this country. They just used something that was already there. And they were like, okay, well, then we'll ban these countries. I think that was really kind of a, I don't know, like, I felt like it was, it wasn't the right move because you didn't formulate a plan or you didn't formulate, you know, the, like Saudi Arabia didn't get banned. And that's where the 9-11 terrorists came right, from. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like the, this whole like uh, uh, scaring people, I guess, to, uh, I guess what, I, what I've seen is that he's, I guess Trump is using a lot of scare tactics, in other words, to kind of like manipulate people, like saying, okay, we're going to do a ban or whatever because... Uh, of the terrorist attacks and just kind of instilling more fear in people and kind of manipulating them in that way, which instead kind of sounds like dictatorship, I guess. <laughs> because, I mean, that's that's how you manipulate people. It gets to the point where people end up getting more... They want safety instead of their rights, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? They want safety? Yeah, like they'll rest? choose safety. Like, like they'll choose, um, okay, sure, go ahead and um, do a ban, even though it fucks other people over, uh -huh. as long as we're safe. You know what I mean? And they'll always go back to safety and stuff. Because even whenever that judge ended up lifting that ban, um, I don't know, that's, that's just what it kind of seems like now mm -hmm. at this point, where it's just more of a, oh, we'll do anything for safety instead of our rights. Um, I feel like it's like a... Like, what do you want more, security or freedom? That's kind of, it's a scary line because, you know, if you have too much security, it can be dangerous. If you have too much freedom, it can be dangerous. And overall, that's just the, the main idea of, like, everything he says. So there should be, like, a balance in between. Yeah, but the balance right? is, is very, very iffy. Like, if I say, like, I want, like, uh, you know, I, I can look through your emails, I can look through, you know, everything, every text messages you ever sent, everything you've ever done on the internet. I, I know what websites you go to, I know everything about you, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Uh -huh. I know everything about you. Okay. I know the people you talk to, I know the people you don't talk to. I know who's your friend on Facebook, I know who your friend's on Instagram, are. I know your followers, I know who you are. Right? Right. Do you think, like, uh, is that okay for you, you know? Is that okay that they, they step overstep a boundary like that? Or, you know, because for regular mail, you can't touch it under, you know, someone takes your mail in real life, and, you know, that that's against the law, so they don't right. get punished. But if it's from your email, say you have an important document you sent or whatever, or, if you know, because we send, you know, a bunch of stuff through the email or the interwebs. They can read those, they can categorize those, they can do all that stuff, and they can use those against you without having to have a warrant or... That sounds horrific, though. I'm yeah, but, like, where do you want the balance? I know, I know what you mean, but, like, what do you... Do you want emails to be protected? Do you want... Like, how far... How, how much security do you want? Do you want no police? Like, that's an extreme... Well, I mean, obviously... Obviously not to that extreme, but... Oh, you want a smaller police force? How many people do you need for this and that, you know? The TSA, that was a big thing that happened in the, you know, the recent century. And, you know, did, we finally got TSA, so now 
you know, every time you go through a security line, you gotta get zapped. <laughs> and you get, once you get off, you gotta get zapped again. So, at what point do you say, no, that's enough? And, you know, just trying to figure out where you, where is the perfect, kind of, not the perfect, but where is the balance at? Right. Because it keeps tipping on one side and tipping over the other. I mean, I feel like that kind of goes and oversteps, though, with, um, once you kind of generalize a certain type of person or people, I guess, it kind of becomes more like discrimination, I guess, because if you're over here saying, like, targeting certain kinds of people from certain places, mm -hmm. and then, I mean, like, where the whole, like, stop and frisk ended up happening, we're like, oh, you look suspicious. Let me just stop you while you're on your way home or something, you know? That's whenever you're kind of like, that's a little bit too much, you know? But, I mean, you can't just go off of the way that somebody looks or the way that somebody, um, I don't know, I guess in a way is approached. It can be a little aggressive, maybe. Uh -huh. So, no, I'm not saying, like, no police, obviously, but I mean, <laughs> whenever it's, like, a little too aggressive uh -huh. to where there is, like, brutality and, you know, shootings, I guess, where it's just a little over the top, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a little bit too much. Again, there has to be, like, a balance, so, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, I want to get into alternative facts. What, oh, my God. What do you think about that? I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm like I, I know it's kind of ironic just because my major is political sciences. But I mean, with this whole thing and stuff, I feel like it's just I honestly it just pisses me off every time I see stupid things like that happening. Where it's like you're saying alternative facts, quote unquote. Like uh -huh. no, you're just saying you're lying. You're not. <laughs> but they're alternative. <laughs> they're different. What is that? <laughs> Alternative meaning it's not a fact. It's just something that you pulled out of your ass. Like I can just say like this room is, you know, actually yellow. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like that's a fact, but it's not it, you know? And just like whenever he was saying that for his inauguration, how there was like so many people that were just there. It was so <laughs> crowded and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. When it was, you could see the difference between, and they have proof. They have the 2008 proof of Obama's inauguration versus his. And it's just, I don't understand where you're getting, where you're seeing this from. It's like, where are you seeing, you know, that you can clearly see that you're lying, but you're... <laughs> Alternative <laughs> facts, that's all you got to say. But, I don't know, man, every time I see that picture, I'm like, well, Obama, the reason why Obama had so many people, he was the first black president, he was the first, you know, he, everyone was hoping change, my, everyone was on that kind of like the boat ride, like he's going to fix everything, of Bush and, you know, everyone from back then, I, I don't know that deep in there, but they, you know, that's what, what they were, he was about. So it was more like publicity. Yes, like, like, like he had more. He was. It was more exposure, and he had more. Uh, not exposure, but he had more uh, people rooting for him. You know, this 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 election was so divided. Like it was. It was really like uh, you know fifty fifty, or f I would say forty eight fifty. But and he still won with forty eight. I think I think he, he played the system very well. Like, he he knew. Or someone, maybe he not necessarily knew, but he, he played the game very well. The game is to win the electoral college, not to win people's votes. Vote. Yeah. So he, he, we know that, sorry if you're from Kentucky or anywhere, 
from the Middle East. We know that there's racist states, and, you know, I do think that was a factor, but I don't like when people are like, you know, Donald Trump, KKK, blah, 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 doing all this stuff. Oh, white supremacy and whatnot. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, that's, that's so, I think that's a little too far. I just, I know they, they, they helped him, but it's not like there's a hundred million, you know, KKK members. I mean, like, it's probably like, you know, half a million, but, you know, it's still, still something. But I just saw that as like, oh, that's kind of stupid. So, yeah. But, I mean, he ended up not winning, obviously, the popular vote and whatnot. But, I mean, what baffles me, I guess, is the fact that there are so many people that are protesting against him. There are so many people that are against him and his, all of his whole system and whatnot. And I'm just, so, I'm just so confused with how he still ended up winning, which I know is the whole electoral vote and stuff. But, I mean, to have, like, three times the crowd... Mm-hmm protesting against you versus the people that actually showed up to your inauguration. Like, that's just kind of, like, I don't understand that. I don't understand how he ended up, again, you said he won the electoral vote and stuff, but I'm just so, I don't know. It, it, it confuses me as to how there's so many people that hate you, but you're still president, I guess. Uh-huh. I think it's because, you know, he always had this slogan, and I think it was a true slogan, like, I think he lies and he tells the truth and he lies and tells the truth and he lies and tells the truth and he does that so often it's hard to discern which is the lies and which are the truth. But he once, he said, the silent majority agree with him, which I was like, I like, I think that was really it. I really do. The silent majority. There was a silent majority of people that were going to vote for him. And, you know, everyone has their, you know, what does that consist or who does that consist of exactly like people that don't don't necessarily talk politics people that don't you know get involved in politics but they vote those are the people that uh you know end up voting and you don't know and it's like you know the polls i was it's the poll like you don't get like you get like five people in a room and there's five million outside and you get those five people to vote and four of them say i'm voting for hillary one says I'm voting for Trump, and you say that that's the whole basis for everything. I don't think that's that that works at all. Polls are yeah. are not good enough at this point because some people don't like to answer polls or they don't want to go on the polls, uh-huh. or you know they get the polls you know from something or people vote twice on polls or three times or something. And so yeah. that's like rigged. I guess it's not rigged. It's just like- it's it's not every everyone doesn't go to the polls. If everyone went to the polls that would vote, you would see, you know, more accurate results. But I, I always told people, like, especially way before, I'm like, he might do it. I said, Mike. When I say Mike, he might win. And people were like, no, 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 no. I'm like, he's going to win. Like, I, I, I was like, he's going to win. He he has something that that she doesn't have. And, and people like, you might not think people like it, but. Because your view is skewed because that's all you see in your little world is oh, we're all Democrats. We're all <laughs> I'm serious. This is, this is a point of view. I Wait, what do you mean that he has something that she didn't have? As in what? He, ha- he had a different attitude. The way he talked was very simple. Like Hillary, when I hear her talk, she has she's, she articulates a lot and that doesn't go to the common folk. Like, for me, I was like, wait, what she said? But the thing is, is that whenever he would talk, there would be no mm-hmm. um, sense of explanation of anything. It's just, 
we're gonna do good. That's what, and we, that's all. That, you know, that's all you get. So that's what people want to hear, though. Like, what are you gonna do? I want to build a wall. I'm gonna. Okay, but how are you gonna ban immigration? Wall? I'm gonna protect our country. Do all this other stuff, and. Okay, and that's a whole other thing where it's like, oh, ban immigration. Okay, just the obvious thing. What about his wife? Mm-hmm. What, what she has a thick accent, huh? and you're over here bashing on other immigrants. I don't. That's another thing that I, I don't understand at all. It's like your wife clearly is not from here, uh-huh. and how are you over here just bashing on other immigrants and stuff like that when clearly you're, you know what I mean? I, that's a whole other thing. But I don't understand. I don't get his, how simple, even if he were to put it so simple, or I'm going to build a wall, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, how? How is that going to happen? Well, I'm going to make them build it. Really? Are you really going to make Mexico build it? How? In what way? You're going to go over there and just, like, make him? I, I don't, there has to be a strategy of some sort to do that. I, I think there, there is, a, it's not a strategy, but there's something going on. You know, he just doesn't talk about it. Like, he literally just says, he doesn't explain what he wants to do. Or, like, he explains, he says, I'm going to do this. He doesn't explain what, how you can do it. Well, how Mexico already it? declined that they were going to do it, so. Uh, dude, now he's going to keep pushing. I see. Him. I'm sure he, they're not going to give in. They already said, I mean, the president over there was like, don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. And he called him a fucking idiot or something. Yeah, they canceled. Apparently, he had to... Um, he had a he, meeting. He had a meeting that he ended up canceling just because mm-hmm. he was like... He canceled that meeting. That's what he said. Alternative facts right there. Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, I didn't want to meet to him. I want to meet with Putin first, and then we can get to that. Well, he ended up canceling the fight over there. And yeah. Ended up saying to all the people that were here illegally or, you know, people that um, have been here for generations that are here legally said, don't worry about it. Like, if for any reason you guys need to come back to Mexico for any reason, just because all of this stuff is going on, and just like, don't worry, you guys can come back at any given time and blah, blah, blah. So he very much assured all of people in Mexico that don't worry about it, we're not building that wall. There's nothing that we're going to contribute to. I, that. I, I, they might not contribute, but we might, he might put a tax. He might do something. He's going to do something. I mean, the, he, the, wall, the wall is going to be built. I just don't know if it's going to be, how fast it's going to be built and who's paying for it. But either way, I mean, even if the wall, say the wall does get built, mm-hmm. there are ways I know. that they go about. I know, but the, the, his idea is to build a wall. Right, but There's I mean, no... can we be using that money with, for something useful, or I guess more useful? Because either way, even if the wall was built, mm-hmm. there are still ways to get in that um, we don't know about. I I know what you're saying. I know what you mean, but the idea is that he's going to build the wall. Right. That's his goal. There's. It's not. It's not about how. Maybe he might uh, hire more border patrol and become more strict on. He's even. Oh, it was. It was kind of scary. <laughs> I saw an interview of him, like, I don't know, yesterday, maybe two days ago, and he was talking to, I forget what the guy's name, Bill O'Reilly, I think. He said that he's, he might help Mexico with the cartels, which kind of scares me and kind of is kind of interesting. Because if he goes in, sends troops to to Juarez and all those major drug cartels, there's, there's a billion-dollar industry in there. So if he crushes that and, you know, Marijuana becomes legal and all that stuff, <laughs> which I don't know <laughs> if that's going to happen. But um, if he does that, that 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 will be a big win for Mexico and a big win for him because he helped Mexico. If 
you help Mexico with that problem, that's one of the biggest problems. That's why I do not go to Mexico. If you told me, hey, let's go to Mexico, like, in, in the summer or something, I'll be like, no, we're not going to Mexico. I don't care what you say. I'm, I don't want to get kidnapped, shot, You know, there's a lot of out. people, though, from, from the U.S. that go over there just because it is so cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, they go over there to retire. Like, yeah. they make homes over there. Yeah, like, I understand. There's safe home. places, but those safe places are very, they're only safe when there's not a cartel or cartels going through because they have... They have, you know, they own cities, basically. They're in Juarez, they're in Me- part of Mexico City. They, you know, there's big, big, the big c- cities there, they're controlled by cartels. So you want to be careful, and also the government's very corrupt, so you got to watch out for police officers or any kind of military presence. So you got to watch out for that. And they might, they might not come at you, they might not, you might be okay, you might not. It's just a risk factor, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, it's very dangerous, but... If he does help them with that, I, that I'd be like, what the heck? Is he really doing that? Cause I but it's always in the best interest of uh-huh. whatever benefits him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if he does end up helping them with that, then that means that he has a say in mm-hmm. building a wall. Uh-huh. I, that's what I think. But I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I, there's a lot of stuff that he says, and I, I say it might happen. Because every time I hear someone say, he's not going to do that, I'm like... You better shut up right now. That's <laughs> him winning the election in itself was just something mm-hmm. like, okay. But but there's possibility that him sounding so stupid can be so right. Uh-huh. So I I kind of that I do like that thing about him. Him not being so proper because like I when I imagine politicians, you know, I think of people that speak very. They have a speech written. They have everything written for them. And they have, like, you know, what they're going to say. And they're lying to you, but they're very uh, sincere when they lie. And they don't, they don't like Obama, he won a, a peace prize, which he shouldn't have got. He had the most drone strikes out of any, like, it was like he killed innocent people, even though it's not necessarily him. Uh-huh. But, you know, he, he's part of the government, and he's the one who sanctions these killings. So, you know. I was like, what? what he, so he, thousands of innocent people in the Middle East killed, not necessarily by Obama, but I tried it because sometimes, every time I said that, people were like, what? Obama killed him? <laughs> but, like, uh, what I mean by that is, like, he sanctioned those things. He sanctions those. And, you know, he, he lies, but you don't really see the lie unless you research. And researching, not many people like to research and be like, oh, okay. Okay, that's not real, or th- that didn't happen. You know, he okay, he's not as good as people say. Like he made he made some bad decisions. I mean, um, I think all in all, though, whenever it comes to any kind of um, president or any kind of uh, anybody that's in the office or anything, I feel like you still have to do research, though, right. because no matter if you get your news from anywhere, there's gonna be a point of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go to Fox News. That's going to be a point of view. If you go to CNN, that's going to be another point of view. It's just like the way that they deliver it and then the way that they interpret it is something, mm-hmm. you know, they have their own ways of seeing things. So what, what, you have to kind of just do your own research and try to, yeah. you know, find out for yourself. Because if you're just waiting to just find a news article online, I mean, that's a whole other manipulation in itself. So, mm-hmm. But, like, you have, like, what do you think about the fake news kind of? idea that's going around so many people that's why he, people think he won the presidency because of that i think it might be a, a big 
uh, factor. Because there's a lot of fake news going on, like fake articles, fake this, fake that, on Facebook, and people would just, you know, share them, and they would, you know, people don't really, I guess, not that they don't want to think, but they just don't, you know, try to figure out, oh, is this right? Is this correct? You know, the way I do it is multiple sources. You try to line the sources as good as possible and then see what, because there's differences. Like a recent thing that I thought, like I, I got wrong. I, I got to be honest with myself. I got this wrong. There's a few things I got wrong. But, <laughs> but you know, like things that I thought that were, I thought were true, but because I just accepted them. One of them was, on, it was recently, the immigration ban is that Obama did immigration ban for 30 days, 60 days, or something like that. I found out that's not true. He did not do a ban. He uh, limit, made a, like limited how many people could come into countries that were Iraqis. So it went from 11,000 to like 5,000. So he didn't necessarily ban them, but he put restrictions to make vetting harder on them. Mm-hmm. So less people would come in. So he didn't ban them, which I thought was, I guess... So when people say, oh, Obama did this like six years ago, I'm like, that's not true. That's not one of those things. I mean, I have a lot of things like that, like, that I thought were true, like the, the wage gap myth. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. That, wage gap myth? Yeah. That, okay. So like, I mean, <laughs> or it's, it's a gender pay gap, whatever. So males and females don't make, make like, you know, uh, females make less than males. Right. And I found out that, that that's not necess- that's not true, and that the data they use is not is, is inaccurate, and that it, or not inaccurate, but they skew the. They, they, so you know, you know, you if we have the same job at the same time, and the same, you know, we have the same experience, same everything, that we would get paid the same. But maybe you have more experience, or maybe you took time off. Um, maybe I took time off, and you know, I don't get high, as high paid. So, you know, there's those factors, and then. You know, what they used for some of the studies was earnings. You don't use earnings, you use wages. You don't, you know, when you, when you calculate, because men do make a lot more than women in earnings. Wages are pretty much even, I think. And even if there's a discrepancy, it's not what they say. It's not 20, 30 cents to the dollar. That's, that's ridiculous. It's more like maybe a penny at most. Even at a penny, I don't think that's, I think it's almost exactly Exactly. I think we are equals. We just, for some reason, I don't know, maybe someone spread this, someone thought this, and they're like, oh, I saw this data on <laughs> CNN. Oh, my gosh. Uh, now we're making, like, uh, uh, men and women aren't making the same. And there's stuff like that. I'm well, like, there's this huge thing, like, yes. how it's... Yes, I used to believe that, though. Like, that's one of those things that I found out later on. It's not true. You can, you can Google it right now, guys. <laughs> like, just... Go on Google, type in uh, gender pay gap myth, and there will be thousands. Well, obviously, if you word it that way, I mean, if you're saying anything about a myth, I mean, I can put on there, like, UFO myth, and it'll come as but the, all these debunking you put, things. No, no, no. Look, look, you do it. You, what you got to do is look at every source. And the people right. who are saying these things, where are they getting their numbers? Are they getting it? Like, does IRS release their taxes? information like what the heck how, how do they get these numbers you know who tells them like i don't i don't i don't think people people don't like telling telling people how much they make or how much they you know that's a that's just a professional thing that right. that, that america does we're like we don't 
we don't release our things unless we want to or unless we want to say so if i ask you how much you make and you ask me how much i make it's just like uh i don't want to talk about that you know there's certain things that people don't want to talk about politics religion okay how much money you make <laughs> stuff like that very touchy subject yeah most people don't are not open open-minded mm-hmm. and not willing to listen or uh, try to understand other people's point of view you want to talk about <laughs> philosophy philosophy oh my gosh it's gonna be a whole nother rabbit hole to go on but what did you think about the philosophy class it was awesome i yeah. thought it was really good i felt maybe it's because not the papers i hate papers i hate writing stuff and they're trying to explain myself i'm like i sound stupid and he's like you know it's hard i don't like criticism why? It hurts my feelings. <laughs> like if someone's negative towards me, it's just I, I I curl into a ball and I start crying. So you don't take criticism very well, or I you mean, don't I, use it as like to, to build off of, or sometimes I do. I guess the way that it's delivered, maybe, or it depends how you say. Okay. If you like, why was he like horrible on criticizing your paper, or it's just the way he he said it. I guess I don't know. I wasn't smartass about it. Though. Yeah, he's, yeah, <laughs> you know. You know like some I would do that too it's just I think it's just a habit of you know people doing that just people do certain things you know like why do you do that I don't know but like the way that somebody well I guess it's a sense of the way the hell they are you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know, you're completely different so I'm actually um part of an honor society here uh-huh. I think I mentioned to you yeah so and then they do um, this personality test, <clears throat> and uh, each thing that you rate yourself on obviously gets put into like this category of. of That's your category. Is. I don't want to say it. What is it? I scored um, D for dominance. Dominance. Yes, and then there's other ones too, but um, that was one of the things. It was just like how you handle criticism, and um, if you if that drives you to do better, or if it's something where. Um, you don't take criticism very well and stuff, but that's actually a, one of the categories where you, um, I guess, where you rate yourself and then you get put into a certain type of personality, I guess. But there was, there ended up being four types. So the one that I scored less was um, like routine, like nine to five and doing the same okay. thing over and over. I, I hate that. Repetition. Yes, I think it's really boring. So anyway, that's the one that I. Um, I ended up scoring this one. But yeah, that, that just saying like that, what you said right now about criticism, that's actually like a personality trait that you can get um, shoved into. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I have really thick skin and it's like, I, I don't care what you say. I don't care. You know, I start, I just, I just go off, you know, <laughs> but most of the time I just, I try to stick. I'm such a chill person. Like I don't, I don't like violence. Well, I like violence, but I just like controlled violence. You know, if, if, if controlled if, violence, like like UFC fights. Yes. <laughs> of course, UFC. Yes, very controlled because you know, even though you're trying to kill each other, or you know, when you're, you're they're, they're trying to kill each other, knock knock each other out. Right. You're basically trying to uh, establish dominance over someone. I you still, don't feel bad. Like at the very very end, no, they're we just all shake like hands. This. We we no no we you know we try we try you know if <laughs> I was gonna say if I fought you and you fought me <laughs> in a UFC fight and you kicked my ass, I would I'll be I'll be so 
you know, chill about it. I'll be like, oh, that was How do you fight. switch that, though? I mean, you were just... You gotta go into the... In the mentality of trying to kill this person, and then and then you just switch it to, hey, we're cool, you know? Well, yeah, because, you know, it's a sport. It's, you know, why, why when you compete, which I... I we're gonna talk about... We're gonna talk about <laughs> children and participation oh, yeah, trophies. Yeah, yeah. I get... <laughs> I just want to slap someone and just be like, why are you participation trophies? Okay, we can go off of okay. Yeah, we can, we can. Okay, okay. go ahead. Uh-huh. But, like, when you see two UFC fighters that, like, especially the respect, you know, they talk smack just to build up the fight. That's what, one of the big things that one of my favorite fighters, his name is Conor McGregor. He tries to, you know, amp the fight and say some stuff. And he says some funny stuff. I mean, like, the stuff he says is, like, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's, like, how do you How do you know not to take it personal, though? I mean, if... It's, it's to get into your mind, you know, so when he fights you, then he just knocks you out. It's just that kind of mindset. But, you know, if you if you get him, you hit him, he'll say, I respect you. You know, he'll be, like, in the fight, he fought, he knocked this dude out in, like, 13 seconds. It was ridiculous. Um, and he was a champion. And he just, boom, boom, done. And that's never been done. I've never seen that before. I was like, I, like I was mind blown for a second, you know, <laughs> just like, Poosh. but when I saw that, and at the end, he just, you know, he talks. He's like, uh, I this this fight should have gone a little longer. Uh, he's a great competitor. He's a great this and a great that, but he shouldn't be. He shouldn't have been in there with me. I'm much faster, much quicker. I hit my left my left hand just knocks you out. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. But he said he has a, He's an Irish. He's an Irish. Irishman, mm-hmm. which what's her name? Uh, like that 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 famous actress that talked about uh, Trump. Do you remember her name? No. Uh, Meryl Streep. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I kind of was. You know which? Yeah, Meryl Streep. She said, uh, like, uh, if if there was no foreigners, all you would have was MMA and something else. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You gotta slow your roll. Like she's just trying to you know exaggerate or make a point. I'm like. Right. MMA, it's all it's all immigrants. It's all people from every different country. You have people from Brazil. You have people from Ireland. You have you know it's it's a mix of of a bunch of people. Foreigners make up most of the UFC. It's not all Americans or all this and all Canadians or whatever you want to say. It's it's so diverse and so many different people that speak languages. Russians are in there too. Um, but I just saw that and I was like, wow, this is. Yeah, what she said was totally inaccurate. I don't think she knows anything, but you know, she. Yeah. So she was just using it just to make a point, maybe. Yeah, but even though it was, it was poorly. It was poorly done because she doesn't know. Like you know, if she says you know, I had trouble when I say something and I don't know about it. I'm like, I shouldn't have said that, but I pretended like I knew what I was saying, and I thought I didn't know what I was saying, but I really did it. Right. Well, I feel like that's how politics is. Yeah. Half the time. Most of the You're just kinda of, <laughs> you're just kinda of playing yourself. But yeah. Talking yourself up maybe being a little smart. But yeah, but if you fight, you know, it's control. It's not like we're actually well, we are trying to kill each other, but it's not like we are gonna kill each other. You might die. If I just hit you right there and Right. But you know, that's a, that's the risk that you take when you sign and you you're like, Okay, I wanna do this for a living, I'm gonna trade for a living. You shouldn't go in there, you know, half. You know, it's controlled because, you know, there's certain things that are not allowed. You can't kick someone when he's down. Uh, certain, certain, you can't, you can't be slapping people. I just feel like it's 
super brutal. I mean, the way that they end up coming out is just like completely, you, you know, you have to go to a hospital after that. Like there, there is no way that you're gonna be. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna go home after this. You know what I mean? Some of them do, but so they get checked and stuff, and you know, stitched up and whatever, right there. And that's they might go to the doctor in a week or a couple of days or whatever. But you know, that's just the name of the game. Fighting is it's so it's the reason why it's so good is because it's been the reason why people watch it is because anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Anyone can become a fighter. You could if you wanted to fight, you could become a fighter. You, you, and then you could, you know, eventually fight as, you know, a major fighter. But other sports, you know, you have to be genetically gifted. You have to be this and that. I mean, you have to be kind of genetically gifted when you fight, but there's different weight classes, so that really eliminates that problem. I mean, I think there should be a lot more weight classes, but, you know, that's just one of the things. I think it, it needs a change, like certain rules, certain things. Steroids is a big issue. But. Okay. And you know, it's like, it's like where do you, where do you draw the line? Because some of them don't use steroids, but they use enhancement products that are kind of borderline borderline steroids. <laughs> and just you know, <laughs> slap some testosterone backs on you, and you, you just get all amped up. Or you know, some fighters cheat by using oil. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff. I'm not too familiar with all. Just because I've tried, I've tried watching them. I've tried, but I mean, I get, I, because I, I feel horrible at the end. You know no, what I mean? It's, it's, and which I know, like some people are like, oh, it's a sport, blah blah blah. But I, the only thing that I see is like just two people trying to kill themselves. You know what I you mean? You gotta watch so, the post, the post, the press conference, like the post press conference where they're talking smack and, and then at the end, after the fight, they're like, oh yeah, I love you, man. That's awesome. I respect you now because you know. I, I didn't think you would be able to do that to me. I didn't think you could beat me. Yeah. You know? no. Sometimes they just keep talking smack, but yeah. That's, <laughs> that's one. Okay. Well, we're going to get into uh, your participation trophies and whatnot. <laughs> All right. What do you think about that? I, I've participation been trophies? Yeah. Well, that's apparently, I, I saw this, um, not a documentary, about, I guess, like millennials and stuff like mm -hmm. that. How I know that millennials get bashed all the time as far as being lazy not not working for what they want or you know they have like just a horrible reputation and stuff but um i think that's one of the contributing factors to it is participation trophies and the fact that you ultimately you can't get babied into that like i don't believe in allowances I don't, I don't, like, you work for what you, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have an allowance, and I wouldn't okay. do that for... Okay, why, why do you think that? That's, what, an uh, allowance? Yeah, I like think it's kids? a normal thing, yeah. Really? Like, you know... Because there's no free money. Like, you don't just go out into the real world and just, you know, like, you're going to be living in an apartment and just like, oh, the little one's going to give me a while. You know I, what I mean? There's I know what like, you mean, but, like, it's like, you know, it's to build their, you know, like, their self-esteem. Like participation, participation not like that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I oh, let me argue first. <laughs> go ahead, you know, go ahead. So like, yeah, you know, say <laughs> you just you just like I felt like we were in a fight right there, and you just knocked me out, and I had no 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 defense. Okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. Uh -huh. The way I feel about it is that you have different. 
you give you give a kid an allowance. Right. You know, it kind of you it, you explains what money is. Right. And right. how it works. Mm-hmm. And you know, because most kids don't know. Oh, okay, so five dollars is worth this much. Oh, what? Could, oh, they just buy candy or something. Right. I mean, that's not something that's actually it put into like no. say elementary schools or whatever the case is actually had a I think I think it's a good it's a good teaching tool you know what I mean like okay say I give you I, you know a 10 year old kid I give you $10 every week for you know as long as you meet these requirements blah 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 you got to be good in school you can't you got to finish your homework when you Okay home. so you you're saying it more as a reward like instead of just it's an not allowance just, an allowance when I when I, like allowance is like they get that and then they get something else you know like say uh like they get a base base you know this is what you get this is when you gonna get every week you can get five dollars every week every every week you're gonna get this and if you want to earn more or do something else to get more money you can do that and then I'm gonna with those the five dollars allowance is just to start you know just say okay what are you gonna do with that money that's what I would say like good mm-hmm. I'll be like okay. Are you gonna save it? Are you gonna save it? And he's like, yes, yes, I'm gonna save it. And you know, okay, how much are you gonna save of it? Half. But yeah, I'll do half. He puts in his little piggy bank. <laughs> you know, whatever. Maybe. Well, now, now you can get a bank account for a kid, so you just put two and a half dollars in that account, and he keeps two and a half dollars in cash, and he can spend as you know, what are you gonna spend it on? Okay. Oh, you can't afford that. Like, you know, explain, explain to him the, the financial world. Okay, I so, like, sorry. right, I mean, as far as an allowance and explaining the financial world, I get that. But, I mean, I guess because I was raised without that, so mm-hmm. I'm not... I, I, I understand what you're saying, I think, but, you, you know, what I'm saying is that this is kind of, it's kind of experimental because, you know, there's no real, you know, hot s- strategy to do it, kind of, you kind of... I'm gonna give him allowance, but how much should you get? He's a kid. Yeah, like a dollar, ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. Like what? What? What should a kid get for a week? Just because he's get five bucks, two bucks? Like it's very, very subjective. So you just gotta experiment with that. And you know, most like a lot of people just don't understand money. Like, That's true. It's, yeah. it's such a big issue. I feel like it should be put part of some kind of, you know, like in high school or something. Because I feel like in high school you don't really get prepped for, you know, loans or, um, you know, the way that a bank is, uh-huh. you know, how it works out and stuff. I don't feel like, what, at least whenever I was in high school, I don't remember having touched any of those subjects. Not until you actually get out there and like, hey. You know, there's savings and a checkings account. Oh, what is that? Yeah, you know, kind of like, what? Yeah. I think, well, it's a lot different for me because I was a lot, I was interested with money early on. Like, I was interested. Did you have an allowance? You had an allowance. No, I did. But (laughs) kind of sad, even though I think kids should have an allowance. But back to what I was saying is that, you know, I was, I was never raised, you know, taught how money works, how this works. I mean, I was... Taking it for a few, like from seven to like ten, I did not know what my, you know, I spent. I was so irresponsible. I was just like, video games, yeah, this and that, you know, buy some candy, buy some chips, buy some this, you know, pizza, pizza night, you know, I got fifteen bucks, I'll do that, and then, I don't know, I think, I think for some reason, I think it's the internet. I think that's what (laughs) happened, and I started. The internet happened. mm -hmm, And I typed in money, and I was like researching, like, how does this work, you know, what the heck is a bank. (laughs) 
you know, it's just me being curious and curiosity took me towards, you know, wanting to learn about finances. So when I was about 13, I knew about loans. I knew about, I knew, I knew about, I knew about the stock market. Like, like, like I understood, 13. I understand, like, I understand the basics and understanding. I could teach someone the basics and understanding. Okay. Now let me ask you, are you the oldest in your family? Like, or do you have older siblings? Or? I have older siblings. Okay. Now how, like. Is it to where you see them having a job, or you see them? No, they're way older. You know older. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not that. I was, I was most, like, I would say I'm a single child because my, my, my brothers are so much older than me. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily true, because mm-hmm. they were out of the house, like when I was born. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So, not so I didn't really like you know I see them and but like you know what I mean. I was never. I was raised as an only child. I'd okay. say, from um, like ninety percent of my life. Okay, gotcha. So the way I, I saw it was, I didn't look at other people and be like, "Oh, they have jobs." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It was the internet. It was literally the internet. I typed in money or did something like that, or like wages, and like I was learning stuff. And I was like, "What's the stock market? Like, how does this work? You know, what is a share?" Who gets, how do you make Well, this? I guess coming from a Hispanic background mm-hmm. where, you know, you don't, you know, the news is in Spanish. Uh-huh. They mostly watch, like, Mexican news mm-hmm. and blah, blah, or mm-hmm. what's happening over across the border and stuff. I didn't get exposed to mm-hmm. the stock market or, you know what I mean? Like, none of that, loans, n- like, nothing, nothing of that sort. So it wasn't until, like, later on that I was, like, I, trying to figure out everything yeah, for but, myself. But most kids don't. Like they don't like, like they don't either. They either don't get exposed to learning about finances, or they just don't necessarily go towards it. Like they're not interested. You know, that's not one of their. I always say passions, but mm-hmm. you know, it, that's very subjective because I have a lot of passions. You know, like I like MMA fighting. Mm-hmm. I like cage fighting. Whatever, and people are always like, "Oh, you like cage fighting? Why do you watch that stuff?" You know. I like watching football sometimes. I like watching NHL, this and that. I like watching a lot of stuff. I also like participating in stuff, but the you know I also like learning about science, um, all this other. You know, I have so many topics that are in my head, mm-hmm. and when I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm the like. If you took me back then, every kid didn't know about finances, and I'll be like, I want to teach you about this. You know, oh, okay, gotcha. I, I was that kind of kid. And, you know, I just, I just, I just want, kept wanting to learn stuff. Not necessarily that was school related, because you know you don't really learn about money in school. I mean, you got like a basic understanding, like okay, you got five dollars, and then mm. what's five dollars minus forty two and forty four dollars thirty two cents? How many right. cents do you have? So it's more because I mean the elementary school that I work at. I mean that's exactly how it ends up being whenever we help them out with homework and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, the $5 bills subtract, you know, 75 cents from it or whatever the case. And you have, like, pictures of dollar bills or quarters or whatever the case is. So I don't feel like we actually, I don't know. I don't think allowance should be the way to teach. Like, for me, it was more about earning it. And still to this day, I mean, I, I still feel like I, that, that should be it. Like, you earn it. Just like you earn a trophy. I know. You I love- don't earn participation trophies. Well, there's there's earning and then there's just growth. Like, like that's why I tell people about this. Like, I'm no stock market expert, but I have a lot of I do a lot of research on finance. Like, yeah, 
I'll, I'll get, get into some crazy stuff, what I think is going to happen in the next 20 years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy. Uh, but, you know, what was I saying? <laughs> See, I'm forgetful. I, I just need... Gross, but you said gross. Oh, yeah, so you have earning, you know, you earn that money, and then in the stock market, it grows. So you just put money, you know, saving money, and it grows on its own. Right, but I mean, what I'm saying is that, I mean, you can also teach growth with... Mm-hmm earnings like if you like okay for example the way that i earned my first dollar or whatever was helping some lady get her groceries to her house or whatever i think most people have that that, that was the first dollar that i earned and so my mom she would tell me she goes okay look like she gave you Uh i don't know like three dollars or something like that like she gave you a couple of dollars you know so this is how you earn like you work for the stuff you know and then from there, you can, you know, you go out and you're like, oh, let me help this person out. Oh, let me do this, let me do that, blah, blah, And then that's whenever you grow what you have and yeah, you can yeah. either decide but to. I think, I think free, there are free things. When I, when, there, I mean, there's, they're trying to take away free things. Everyone's trying to take away. You have to pay for a water bottle nowadays, you yeah, know, yeah, making, yeah. making money off of that. But, you know, there's a lot of, you know, free stuff. Free this, free that. I'm always, I'm always advocate about giving stuff away or like, you know, you know, if, if they say free trial, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, it's like, oh yes, free. Right, right, right. I mean, I know there's stipulations like you got. You still gotta give them your credit card information though afterwards. I mean, like for some things for your yeah. free trial. Yeah, because you know you don't want. Well, I, I guess that's how they get you, right? Well, yeah, as long as you if you don't cancel it. At the point, right? You know, I mean, you're you're very irresponsible if you can't just cancel a membership. And nowadays, you don't have to go in person and say, "Can I cancel my membership today?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, you can." And then you know, now you just type in your email, type in your password, enter, click on cancel. Yes, I'm sure I want to cancel. <laughs> Are you sure you want to cancel or cancel? Yes, I want to cancel. And ask you one more time. And then you're like, yes. Then it makes you add in the, hu- are you a human code? Oh, God. Like you got to type in 17H3, whatever. And then, you know, it's canceled. That's very simple. Much more quicker than going somewhere physically and canceling your gym membership. Or your, I don't know, your spa vacation or canceling your tickets, your plane tickets or whatever. You wanted to talk about um, educational education system. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. I don't want to go too far, too deep into rattle. <laughs> okay. Give me your take on it. Do you think it's like, what do you think needs to be fixed? And what do you think is like really bad? I feel like there's no, uh, there's one, ex- as far as my experience working in one, I feel like it's very extreme. It's one or the other. I feel like there is um, not enough funds for certain kinds of schools and then mm-hmm. there's uh funds with other schools that are in better areas mm-hmm. um that um because they're making good money off of where the school is located parents that are contributing like with funds and stuff donations and all that stuff and also um i didn't know this but the less disciplinary um, actions that they take at a school the more money they get which i didn't know that and so I guess with that being said, I've seen, again, the, the extremes where there are schools that don't take any kind of disciplinary mm-hmm. action, like none at all, because they don't want to jeopardize the money that they're bringing in. 
So therefore, they're very passive on um, kids that do need some kind of discipline or honestly just talking to the parents. Um, it just seems very spoiled, mm-hmm. I guess. That's a good way of putting it. Spoiled in certain kinds of um, schools versus another one where it's a little bit too much. It's too extreme. There's not enough funds. There's not enough, um, you know, they don't have enough computers or they, you know, their teachers are getting paid really crappy amount of money or and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's very, very uh, extreme. But um, the whole system, I guess, I don't know. I've heard some complaints about, you know, some teachers and stuff like that where uh, they don't really get to teach the way that they want to just because they are following the way that they need to be, or I guess that school teaches. Um, and so it not, it's something where it doesn't fit all students and probably doesn't even fit the teacher, but they have to teach it that way. So, I mean, I guess that's another crappy end of it as well. But what do you think? Oh. <laughs> uh, you made some good points there. <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's, it's so messed up. It needs to be fixed. Okay, what? All right, go with me a little. All right. All right. I'll try to be as open-minded as. And then we'll talk about what I think finance is going to happen, or what the future finance is. Education isn't worthless, but it's kind of worthless. Whoa! whoa. (laughs) Okay. Chill. (laughs) Don't attack me yet. I think the way we do it is terrible. Okay, in what way? Not, yeah. Okay, the school year. All right, you got. I think you should make shorter days and it be year round. Shorter days and be year round. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So you don't like the whole big gap of. Uh huh. You know, sun- you have the summer, summer? Uh-huh. but you know, you know, kid goes in at like seven, comes out at twelve or one, takes the bus home. Didn't I was a latchkey kid, so this isn't my life. My parents were never home, so I just go in and you know open doors. You know, I got into a routine. You know, mm-hmm. like I would do. Well, I got really serious at some point. I don't remember when, but I started doing my homework first, and then I would watch, you know, whatever I watch, cartoons, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z, whatever <laughs> was on, uh-huh. on at that time, and that that's that was my routine, and I think kids aren't aren't don't can't focus enough. When you have long hours and you have all these class time and they just get distracted. Right. And I also have an issue with, you know, every kid's got ADHD now. Okay, at what, like, okay, do, are you talking about like elementary schools or are you talking like all through, all throughout high school and even? Oh, high, like the, the calendar year, yes, all, okay. all, all grades. But now I'm talking about the ADHD, which, which kind of falls into middle schools and some high schools. Like I have a, I had a friend who, you know, was ADHD, but he didn't really have ADHD. He was just a little cuckoo, you know. <laughs> I call him cuckoo because he's just like, just like he just wanted, you know, he just he just didn't want to stand still. He's very active, like he. Yeah, and I think that's such a you know, it's not necessarily you have ADHD. I just think that, and you give him this, you know, when they give him like five, six year olds to diagnose him with ADHD, mm-hmm. they just pump that little kid with drugs. Yep. I'm yep. like, prescription drugs are like, you know, the number one leading cause of death. Kind of scary. I feel like there should be more structure instead of just popping your kid with drugs. You know yeah. what I mean? There should be some kind of... But like... That should be last resort if... 
But like when you're a kid, it's normal to be very active or very you know excited and not wanting to sit in your chair. Or you could be. <laughs> I swear there was this California. I read this article that there's and it was an article in a video, and it was this California teacher. She had the kids. She had the desks with like bike pedals so they could bike. <laughs> I swear to God, I saw this and I was like. That's she, a good idea, though. That's and, a very good idea. And the kids would stop moving, and if they needed, uh, like, you know, get some energy out, because you know you have a lot of oh, right, 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 right. You just want to run around. I mean, I can talk. I can tell with that because whenever um, there are rainy days or there, you know, it's super cold outside where we can't have the kids outside, uh-huh. and we have to keep them inside in the cafeteria or like in a room to watch, have them watch movies or whatever the case is. You can tell the difference between them being bored and having to sit still, even though there's a movie going on, they're just not still versus, okay, we're going to go outside and you need to run all of this out because you've been sitting in the classroom the entire day. You just need to go burn some something out. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I think that's a really good, that's a good idea. I know, because you have these kids, you diagnose this kid with ADHD, he doesn't necessarily have ADHD. That's what I, when I see that, you know, a doctor says, oh, has ADHD because he won't move. I just think you just want to calm him down because you don't have the time to, you know, be like, hey, can you please stop that? Or you, you know, you're just, you just want him to chill out. Mm-hmm. You just want to give him a chill pill and say, you know, you know, you just want to mess with his hormones and his, you know. Well, I guess at what point would you actually say that it is ADHD or, you know, ADD or whatever the case is, but at what point? Because, I mean, I feel like whenever they're very, very young, I mean, kindergarten, first grade, uh-huh. I feel like it's very, you know, I think it's just all right, all right. <laughs> to go. All right, don't, 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 I know this is going to be ridiculous. And I know, I say a lot of things already <laughs> that will never happen, but, you know, I said Trump might happen and that happened. So this is my, like, all right, the ones you figure out, this is how you figure out if someone has to <laughs> shoot. This is how you do You take them on a three-mile run, mm-hmm. uh, you give them water, you have no water on. You do a three-mile run, and then you exercise for 30 minutes afterwards, do whatever it may be. Maybe, uh, you know, some kind of game, freeze tag. I don't, I don't care what you do. But swings, you know, exercise for an hour to an hour and a half, yeah. and then have them in the classroom. And if they're not tired or, you know, you know, calm down, then they might have ADHD. Okay. So kind of just try to drain as much energy as they can. Uh-huh. They're like a battery, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Someone got, I don't, I don't remember who told me, I, someone got mad at me because I said kids are like batteries. Well, this is probably even worse because, so, okay, I work, I work in the, in, in the veterinary field too or uh-huh. whatever. So, I mean, there are certain, this sounds horrible, but there are certain types of dogs or I guess personality uh-huh. wise that if they're bored or if they don't feel like they are being put to use or something, mm-hmm. they start chewing on walls, they start mm-hmm. chewing on stuff or whatever that they shouldn't be, they start acting out. Yeah. And it's not until you have them, um, I mean, you see that on Caesar Milan, like where they, they put mm-hmm. like a little backpack on him and stuff, and apparently he's like this changed dog or whatever. But I mean, I feel like that's how it is too with, with kids. I mm-hmm. mean, if they're too bored, which I've seen, I've seen kids that are, say, in the first, second grade, that are very smart. And, you know, what we're doing or what's supposed to be, like, first grade level seems very, uh, like, just stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they don't want to do this. It's, this is really dumb. Like, I'm over here. You know, I'm much smarter than this. This bores me kind of thing. And they start acting out. 
And so sometimes with those kids, like I'll have them help me do certain things. And mm-hmm. if you give them certain tasks to do, it seems like they calm down or they're like, okay, I'm, I need to focus on this. And then they mm-hmm. kind of get all their energy and just focus on this one task that they have to do. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, I guess comparing them to a dog is horrible. But I mean, that, I mean, it kind of goes along hand in hand with it. Anytime you compare kids to dogs, <laughs> people get offended. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, there are, there are dog breeds and there are dog personalities that are mm-hmm. like that as well. I mean, you have to put them, um, like, hiking or you have to exercise them for yeah. so many hours or else they'll go crazy inside of mm-hmm. an apartment or in a house or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You just, I just think you got to get them moving and they're not moving as much as... Is there still recess? I'm still confused on that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah there is. There is there is. recess or PE? Okay. Okay. I know a lot of states don't have recess. recess. Which I've seen recess and then... But they um, just say, oh, we have PE. We have a 45 minute class. PE. But PE, what I hear, as far as... Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen them actually during the daytime whenever they're mm-hmm. having their classes, but their PE is consists more of like obstacles instead sounds of... sounds like fun. Right, right. It, it consists more of obstacles instead of Actually, team actually, sports, you know, working as a team. So Team sports sucks. But it's because, I don't know, I just feel like you lose a lot of individual individuality when you're in a team. Like, people are not necessarily... I mean, like, you can tell who's good and who's not. But when... when uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's hard to tell someone that, you know, you're not good at something. It's really hard. And, you know... But, I mean, that's where the whole thing comes from. And I don't want... Earning trophies uh-huh. versus uh-huh. participation stuff. Because how hard is that whenever there's, like, um, you know, like, little leagues or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's little football players and stuff. And you have to break it to these, mm-hmm. like, seven-year-olds. Hey, you didn't win. Mm-hmm. Like, this other team is much better than you, so they got the trophy. You know what I mean? It's very hard to say that. But then again, it's very... I think it's good for them, though. It's yeah, exactly. There's structure behind that because you know, okay, you have to face. We weren't as good as them. We uh-huh. have we have to work better. I <laughs> well, mean, I think it's good that I, you're I, part I, of a team, though. I don't think you lose the I, sense of. Uh, it's individual. Uh, the way I think of it is that sports is good. Like it's good to work, learn how to work with people, because that's a very, it's a very good skill to have, especially later on, especially if you work people. But you need to have people need to have like an individuality and know where they stand because some. Some people on like sports teams, I'm like, they don't know where they stand, or they might not think so. Like, like if I took you out, say, 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 we had a bunch of people or a bunch of kids play soccer, and you know, I knew who the good the good kids were. I'm trying to make the teams even. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not a you know, it's not a blowout score. You know, where someone just gets defeated very easily. Right. That's and you have these kids that you know, they they have thoughts. And they think about like, oh, I'm really good at this sport. And when you see that, like, you're like, oh, you gotta calm down, all right? There's like a million other people who are just good at do chill out. Yep. But you know, and I, if you I want, encountered those. If you want to improve, if you want to improve, you gotta be the way I say. It, you gotta have madness. You gotta be like, you gotta be obsessed, obsessed. That's the only way you get good at something. But what happens whenever um, something happens where I mean? Being obsessed with it 
obviously that drives you to being to continue into that thing and to make you good at it but what happens I don't know I think giving your 100% to one thing I feel like that can also be uh, I guess like backfires because what happens whenever if you can't perform that one thing and then I feel like you lose your sense of identity in that one thing yeah. and then you can't come back but look, look 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 you know it's losing your you, you can't be undefeated in life you just can't. It's not something possible. You're gonna lose a lot, you know. As long as you keep, you know, trying and trying, keep taking shots, you'll, you'll eventually get there. You know, Michael Jordan, my boy, Michael Jordan. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. He was, you know, he was obsessed with the game. He was. That's what he thought about. It's basketball. I want, you know, how do I shoot? How do I? How do I move? How do I? How do I get better at this game? And he was, you know, always in that mindset and always learning and always trying out new things, experimenting. You know, once you get to a level, like, you know, there's levels of, you know, how good something, when someone is in a sport or at music or at this or at that. And when you see that, you know, you get to a high level and then you see that everyone else pretty much equal. They just have different ways of doing stuff. Then you have to, I call it ascending. You got to ascend to another level to become a Michael Jordan or a Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali or, you know anyone else you can think of that that you know is just like amazing where you watch them and you're like how the heck did he do that you know like is that how is that even possible you know, you know that's that's the mindset they they have is that they, they're obsessed with it and then as when you're obsessed with it i think it's a good thing and it's it can be bad that's what i was about to say i'm like don't you think that's a little bit i mean it yeah, but like it would make you crazy though. After a while, if you were just completely obsessed with, I mean, like, I want okay, okay. My story of obsession. So I, do you know what Taekwondo is, right? Okay, I was obsessed with it. When I was out from seven to 16, 17, something like that. I was, yeah, I knew where I stood, and I knew how how, how good I was. I could, like, I could. I could make it to the national level. I could, you know, fight with some of the best. I probably could have gone to the Olympics if I tried. But once you get to that point where you're like, oh, I just felt it was dangerous. I didn't, you know, I, every time I hear concussion, concussion, you know, I saw people get knocked out. And I was like, what? That head kick just, bam, knocked out. And I was like, this is, this is, it's going to get, it's, get, it's getting more scary as you get older, as I got older. Because you saw more knockouts, you saw people kick to the head more, and you're like, "There's no money in this sport. There is no money in tackling that. Like, there's no, like, the reason why people play football is because there's money, right? And you need at least you have to have a living, live, livable salary to be able to do that kind of sport. But it's not one of those sports. So you know, I kind of just dropped out of it. Well, not dropped out, but like I was just like, oh, I don't feel like doing that anymore. It doesn't doesn't fulfill, it doesn't give me that kind of happiness that I used to. But at, at one point, I was going six, seven days a week. Every, like, I would go on weekends just because I wanted to. And, you know, I was there before the, you know, like, it would open at 6 a.m. I'd be there at, like, 5.30. And I'd be the only person there. And, you know, we would have the instructors there. And that's it. I'd be there before the instructors at some times. But... Do you think if you did that, I mean, if there was, like, money involved and stuff like that, do you think that you would have still continued with it? Oh, I would have. I would have definitely. 
Because the, the thing that I see it as is, um, I guess maybe, I don't know if I just got scarred or what, but I feel like I, if I love something, I'll say when I want to do it versus mm -hmm. if it's something that I have. Once it gets to the point where I have to do it, it becomes not a passion anymore. It's something more of a, not a chore either, but mm -hmm. it's just. I, it, I feel like there, there was points where I didn't want to go in, didn't want to go in for class or you know, get, go to, you know, get better. But, you know, I push myself through it because it's, you're, it's a struggle. It's not, I'm not going to lie. It's hard to go every day, hard to keep doing it. And, you know, keep trying to learn and keep, keep, just keep practicing is, is hard. Just keep, keep keeping it going. Cause there's only, you know, the only people, you, the only people that are stopping you is you and time and time, time will get you. <laughs> You know, time is, oh, I, you know, we have 24 hours a day. I need to sleep six, seven hours. So, you know, my whole day is revolving around that kind of schedule time. And I, you know, we have to sleep. It's just, it's just one of those things. And at some point I'm like, I don't want to sleep. I just want to keep working, you know, be productive, be, be who I want to be. But, you know, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I just kept doing it, kept going, kept going. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Or I, the passion was there, but the money wasn't. And you know, I was actually, I think I was, I got, you know, yeah, you got st free stuff. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I remember getting free gear and stuff and free, free this and that. But that was it. That was, you know, there's no real money in it. Even if I went to the, even if I tried it for the Olympics, which I did the Junior Olympics, which is kind of. It was in, I forget, was it Austin? There's there people from Alaska. So whatever, I think it was Austin, Texas. And I was, it's it's so nerve-wracking, especially when you first get in there and you're just, you just get nervous for tournaments and all this other stuff and you don't understand why. And it's just, it just gets to you. It really does. And it's just like, can you push through here and then you can still enjoy it? You know, a lot of people, you know, even though you love something, eventually you will get tired of it. But can you push through it and, you know, be able to, you know, uh, go through the struggle? So uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because whenever, ever since I was young, like, I've always been obsessed with animals and I've been obsessed with painting or drawing or whatever mm -hmm. the case is. But um, throughout the years, I've, I've still been painting. I'm still drawing and all that stuff. And um, I love doing it just because I don't ever feel time passing by. And I feel like that's one of the like indicators if you love something you won't ever feel like you're working you know time just passes by you while you're enjoying this one thing but I think the more people were telling me like oh you should do this oh you should do that oh you should be an art major oh you should blah blah, blah. oh my gosh you need to paint this for me and people started asking me for paintings and drawings oh, and I'm all this stuff you make me paint yeah. now I'm joking I think but that's I such mean, a I, it, it became more of a hassle and it became more of a chore to do because it's something that I enjoy doing and then now you're putting all of these like expectations and putting all of these like things on top of more, I guess like pressure in a way. Pressure's and... so good. If you're not stressed out, then you, then you have an issue. I mean, it's good to relax and stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I like healthy pressure because uh -huh. that's what that I love doing. Like in, for instance, this semester I'm only taking two classes and I hate it. I'm so used to working the two jobs. I'm used to doing full-time school. I'm used to doing volunteer work. I'm used to doing all of that and learning how to balance my schedule and still have time on the weekends to enjoy whatever it is that I want to do or do whatever it is that I want to do. 
and this semester sucks just because I feel like I'm not being productive. Like for right now, yeah. I'm only taking one class and then my second class is a second startup. So I've only been taking one class a semester and I feel super just, the more, the less that I have on my plate, the more lazy I feel and I know it. I uh -huh. know I feel uh -huh. like that. I know what you mean. It's just, you know, I don't know. I just like, like I have passions. Like if I wanted to go back to Taekwondo, I would do it, but. There's just no money, no time. Well, there is time to do it, but it's not like I want to do other things. You know, you can't do everything. Like every time I hear like, "Oh, what do you want to do?" and you know, you say like seven, eight, nine, ten things. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's extreme when you get to like ten or eight. <laughs> like I could see like if you told a lot of people do two or three or four or five things. All right. That is manageable. What's not manageable is like you know doing ridiculous like where your schedule is like you sleep four hours a day or three hours a day and some people can handle it i've, I've seen people that can handle it you know yeah. seven six or seven things they're doing they're doing different things maybe they have like four full-time jobs i'm they're working like 128 hours a week or you know that's like literally seven days <laughs> you know 24 7 it's pretty much almost 24 7 but i always feel like you know that's that can be good and it can be bad but, you know, some people want to relax. Some people want to, you know, everyone's a little different on how they want to work. I'm, I like being productive and like, you know, let's try this. I want to try that. If, you know, if it doesn't work, then, uh, well, I'm going to keep doing it until it works. It's just that's, the, that's how I am. I mean, I'm very to where I want to try everything. I'm very curious about other things as well because I don't want to be just stuck in one thing and then not get to experience other things mm -hmm. that I like. Like for instance, I had no idea that I liked dance. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had never tried what? it. Nothing. <laughs> wait, that, wait. Right? It's so weird. Dance? And, yeah. And then I ended up taking it as an elective here um, because whenever I got to art uh -huh. um, and I ended up doing it because I already t I had already taken a class in high school of art and stuff like that. And of course, whenever you're in high school and stuff, they don't require you to, okay, you need to go out and buy this and buy that like $100 worth of supplies and stuff. Um, just for one class versus whenever you get here, I got a long list of just, you need to go out and buy this, this kind of, you know, um, charcoal, this kind of um, pencils, this kind of um, drawing sheets and all this stuff. And it ended up, it ended up adding up to like 150 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend this amount of money on a class that I'm already, you know, uh, paying for. So um, I ended up going to dance and then uh, I ended up loving it to where I want to take more classes of dance and I had no idea. So it's funny because I was talking to my sister about this where it's like, okay, supposedly you have 10,000 hours before you are um, an expert. I think that's kind of bullshit. Right, which is what, like 10 years or something like that? I don't know, along those lines. But pretty much it's like you have to do your time before you're an actual expert at something. And so... I'm actually coming up on 10 years, like in, I think in a couple of years, I'm going to be 10 years into the veterinary field, uh -huh. which I'm like, I'm, I'm honestly done. I'm not that I hate it or anything. It's just something where I don't want to keep spending my time on this. Uh -huh. I want to experience other things as well. And so with that being said, that's why I ended up um, coming back to school mm -hmm. and doing something with political sciences. Also refugee stuff. I've never done anything with refugees. I had no idea. Up until I talked to um, this lady that actually went to the clinic, and um, she told me about that she works with refugees and stuff, and that's how I got into it.
But I mean, they're so, so far apart. The veterinary field from politics, from dance to, you know, whatever the case is. I feel like I'm just all over the place, but it's stuff that I want to mm-hmm. touch on because I don't want to just be stuck on one thing and then that's the rest of my life and then yeah, I don't get to experience anything else. I don't know. I, some people are like that, though. They like the, they like being in a routine or like being in one thing and being really good at it. I'm okay with you doing that. And I've, I obviously, I've been there. Been there, done that. <laughs> and, you know, you spend so much time... I, I remember I spent I spent hours every day just going through the classes. I, it would be like I couldn't stay for the adult classes, which was like nine to ten. But I would stay from like five or four thirty to like nine. I would do my homework in between classes, in between taekwondo classes, because they would have a beginners and I would go to the vets even though I wasn't even advanced. There wasn't really a restriction, but they you know they suggested that you go to this class if you're advanced. But I just wanted to keep doing it, and you know. I never tried other things. I think that's why my childhood is so, it's so, it's so not, it's not awesome. Like, I don't have a lot, of, like if you ask me about my childhood, I don't have a lot of experience. Like, oh, like I could tell you like 20,000 Taekwondo stories, but if we talk about it, like, oh, wait, wait, did you hang out with friends? I had no friends. Like, well, I had friends like in class. Like, yeah. But, like, and then you had interesting stories about your childhood. I like, mean, I for do. Instance, the lead. Oh, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Everyone's done that. Everyone, like, see, see that? I can't say I've had lead stuck in my But, like, th- those are, like, small stories. Even though, like, the way I, I express it, I guess it's more comedic, I guess. It tr- it's just, like, you know, I got that piece of lead stuck in me. Right. Uh-huh. So, and it's still there. And I don't know what to do with it. I still I'm pretty it. sure you're supposed to take it out. Well, it's already gray. Uh, see it right? Yeah, I see it. Maybe I should cut it out. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to risk it. What if, what if like, I become a lead man or something? Have a lead hand. I mean, if you take it out and then like I think for some gray. reason, it, maybe it's holding on to something. And then once you cut it out, it like unleashes some kind of crazy thing. And then it just spreads right. all over or something. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you've asked the doctor. I don't know. I think you should probably. No, I'm gonna keep it in there. It's like a. Just see how long it goes for. Oh no, I don't want if it go if it happens. Do I have to chop off my finger? I'm cool with chopping off one finger. Really? I'm cool with it. I don't know. I don't know. Would you get like some kind of like a like a glove where you have another finger or something like that? You know what I mean? Like Iron Man? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Hell yeah. I I want. Oh yeah, I would I would totally get something like that. It'd be terrific. Yeah. I mean, like if yeah. if it if it if it comes to that, like I love my you know I, I like if it if if I have to cut it off, I'd be cool with it, and I'll probably get a bionic arm or a bionic finger or whatever they, like, you know, bionic finger. Some something with something with machines, or maybe they can regrow it. <laughs> like Deadpool. Yeah, just. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. I don't know. I think it... What, what were you talking about, guys? I don't know. Well, you were talking about how you don't have that many childhood stories that are very interesting. Oh. Uh, very dull. I have childhood stories, but it's just... It's from school or Taekwondo. <clears throat> I never went... Well, I did go to movies once in a while. But like, that, that, was my, that was my life, you know? Go there, do this, go there. Go, it was every day. 
I mean, I'll take like a day off because uh, recovery. You need recovery, people. You cannot work out seven hours or do, you know, you can't keep doing that. Eventually, your body's going to be like, ah. But uh, I just felt it wasn't. What's the thing? Oh, I felt like it was, it was just too much and I didn't explore other things. I never got into art. Which, which now I'm like, well, I like watching like people that draw and can do all that stuff. I'm, I'm crying to myself. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> my childhood. I could have been an artist. But I don't know how to draw. So, And, and then I don't have passion. I don't have the, the you know, everyone's like, oh, why don't you try, try learning how to draw? I'm like, I just don't have the passion for it anymore. When I was a kid, I, I guarantee you I would have passion for it. Because I have more. Is it something that you're, I mean, it sounds like you're interested in it because you like to uh-huh. watch it, but as far as you doing it, uh-huh. you just don't like to do it because you think that you're bad at it, or what do you mean? It's not that I'm bad at it, it's just like, yeah, I just felt like that that kind of uh, period of where I wanted to do that passed. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like looking at it from, you know, uh, a spectator view, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, I'm sitting in the luxury boxes up here. Just watching people do art, and I'm kind of just more admiring. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very when I see art and I see someone who can draw, and I just it's just mind blowing to me because there's just like there's very certain skills that I I find uh, you know I say like oh wow like if you can do these three things it's speak another language, uh, play a musical instrument. I mean I, I can play. All right, I'm pretty bad at like all instruments, but you know I can play a couple songs. You know. I just never got into it, you know, obsessed with it, you know. Mm-hmm. I got, I was interested in practice a little, but, you know, it was always, it was, it was always just that. Nothing really came out of it. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, put that aside. That's how, that's how I feel, because I, I want to, the way that a cello sounds to me, I think it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And I would want to learn and stuff, but, I mean... I feel like my, my little brother actually plays a double bass, and whenever he tries to help me, like, try to even stand it and trying to find how to even hold a bow, uh-huh. to me is just, it's crazy. But, I mean, I think I would probably get into it more if, I don't know, I don't want to say time, because there is time to do it, but I mean, i more... But is that what you want to spend your time on? That's the, the probably, way Probably, yeah. I mean, like... I try to spend my time. I try to make it even, you know, have breaks, have this, have that, you know, do this, do this right now, or you know, have a podcast, do do other stuff, you know, talk to people. I like I like doing these now. I'm I'm really getting into the, like I'm like I might actually start doing this like two three times a week with different people or gotcha. figure something out. I don't know, but it's, is it well, what's your major? Is it like something where it's oh it's something it, it's general. <laughs> It well, did, what is it? Oh, it's well. It's like. Well, you don't have to say it. I mean, I don't know if you're like. Um, uh, well, like I'm very, I'm still moving back and forth. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, you know, like trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, like it's like it's like I'm crazy. So like it's like I want to do that, do that, do that, do that, and do that. Oh crap! I can't do all those in four years. <laughs> so oh, uh, I guess that's whenever you start saying which one do you want to do first, you know, and start going from there. But I'm a psychopath, so I try to do both at the same time. So like I'm, like, like I'm trying to do like, uh, and then and then I'm looking at other ways that I could do something, to, something like that without 
actually having a degree. So you're very, very like, I don't want to say scatterbrained, but you're very like, I want to do everything at the same time. I don't want to do everything at the same time. I just, like, I want to line it up perfectly. Like, you know, when you see like a, you you ever play putt-putt? Yes. Okay. Whenever you play putt-putt and you see the, the, you know, you see the trajectory or pull or whatever you want to call, you just see the trajectory and you see like, if you go straight and then it hits that wall and it bounces off there, it goes in the hole. That's the way I think. I'm like, okay, where can I make the most, my time, most about my, my time work? You know, well, I guess that's, what, that's whenever you start saying, what is it that, like, for instance, for me, I want to travel. I want to travel. I want that as part of um, my job where I get to go to different kinds of countries and stuff like that. So that's the main thing that I want to do. Also, so with that honor society that I was talking mm-hmm. about, um, they they kind of help you get your your thoughts of what you like to do, what you don't like to do, your strengths, your weaknesses, and stuff. And they pretty much help you map it out to where you get all these different ideas and you try to find some kind of common ground and try to put it into one idea. So the way <laughs> that's not how I work, man. Like, so what I ended up finding out is that I want to travel. I do want to help refugees. Also, I like, I don't want to say teaching, but I like to help other people out where... That, that is teaching. Where I like, I like teaching to, too. Okay, well, I like, I guess, teaching or whatever. Um, like, for instance, at the elementary school that I work at, I love helping them out. I like helping them know if they have a question or anything, or like sports related too, because I mm-hmm. do help out with sports as well. Um, having them learn a new game or, you know, whatever the case is, but... Um, so traveling and also helping other kids in that area. So apparently that's what they were saying. They're like, try to aim towards that. If you want to work with kids, try to do that and try to help out around the world with kids that are refugees, you know? So it's kind of like combining all the things that I like to do in one thing. I mean, introducing art to them or dance to them and stuff. Cause you know, in other countries they don't, you know, not really the priority of art and dance, you know? So that's, that's kind of how they help you structure what you want to do but I mean because that's how I was too I was very like I don't know what I want to do I'm over here and I'm over it's there not, it's not that I don't know what I want to do I know what I want to do okay, the issue is that I want to do a lot of things and you know picking what goes first is very okay well what very, is what is your rainbow of things that you want to do like you really want to hear the rainbow it's it's, it's more like a double rainbow or triple rainbow okay <laughs> is there anything where it overlaps though where you can like say hit two birds, one stone. You know, like these two things align so I can combine these things together. There's nothing. No. They, I guess you could try to align them, but uh, it's kind of iffy. I want to do something with computer science. I want to do something with finance. I want to do something with fighting, uh, combat sports, something with combat sports. I want to do this. Uh, I also want to start doing YouTube and, you know, Making, I don't know exactly what kind of content I want to make, but I know what kind of content. I do know what kind of content I want to make, but I just don't know if I'm ready yet. I'm also, I also want to be good, so you know, I also want to make documentaries. I also want to, you know, it's like, it's like ridiculous how many things I want to do, but you know, I'm trying to, you know, chill out, <laughs> you know, just calm I'm so down. optimistic. Yeah. I'm so. Uh... What is it? Very like uh, ambitious, I guess. It's, I mean, it's good. You know, it's good, but like, I just want I I gotta limit 
what I do, you know, I'm not a hot dog champion of the world, so I can't just... I mean, I think ambition is good as long as you have the drive for it because, I mean, that's what ultimately gets you mm -hmm. there. Because I But, like, the problem is these things don't align. They don't have, like, oh, if I do that, that might mix with that. And then I see things, you know, I try to research. Research is the greatest thing. Google is the greatest thing in the world. So, you know, I try to line these things up, but they never line up. I just can't get them to line up. So I'm like, okay, well... I gotta do them separately or, you know, not do this one yet, maybe do that one later. I mean, I think networking, though, has a lot to do with stuff like that, too, because if you get into a line of work that you like to do and then say that you come across, you know, meeting a certain somebody that mm -hmm. does another thing that you like to do, you can go from there, you know, and then just kind of zigzag your way through things that you like to do. Um, whenever I listen to, I don't know, I guess documentaries or... Um, they have a thing called Motivational Mondays where people um, have, like, podcasts or interviews and stuff, and then they ask, like, successful people, how did you get to where you're at? And then, you know, they they start off with this crazy story where they're, they're not where they're at today, and they started off at some job, and they somehow shimmy their way through people and organizations and finding stuff. You know, they make their way through uh -huh. something that they're super passionate about or, you know, because they touch on things that they wanted to do throughout, so... Uh -huh. That's what I think is uh, being an entrepreneur. I can't even say the word entrepreneur. 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 I think it's like the most most craziest path because the path is not paved. Mm -hmm. Understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, you go to... Okay, I don't want anyone to get offended if they're listening, but, you know, if you're in college and you go... Or, you know, you're trying to get your degree. You get your degree, right? You know, that path is paid for you. Someone's done it before you. But when you pave a path on your, by yourself, like, that, that is so much more inspiring than, you know, oh, I got I got a PhD or I got a, you know, I did this and that. I just not, I'm just not impressed by that anymore. I think it's interesting, you know, I'm, I might be interested in whatever you're interested in, but overall I just think, you know, I think it's easy. What? See, people get mad when I say it's easy. What, what, what I mean it's easy is just like, you know, you have the road... And you just gotta drive down the road and do all the requirements the road says. Right, right, right. And this road will lead you to this point, and it will give you these opportunities, and it will open these other paths for you. But the path is paved. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, smashing the con smashing the ground, and making your own path, and just you know, going off doing whatever. I think that's that's much harder to do. So earlier you said that education is worthless. Uh huh. That's why. Is that what you mean by education is worthless because it is easy, I guess? Or what do you mean by that? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, that's a tough question. I mean, I've, I've thought about it like, you know, education is easy. The reason it's easy is because there's a set, there's, you know, you have a set rules, you have set this, you know, you have requirements, you can meet those requirements and you're good. And sometimes I think those requirements are low or like they're, they're just not... You know, I have, a, I have I don't have a problem with equality, but I have a problem. With, <laughs> are you okay? Uh -huh, go ahead. You don't have a problem with equality, but when? I have. Okay, this is so contradictory of what I just said. I don't have a problem with equality. I just have a problem with. I do have a problem with equality. I do, but I don't. Okay. okay. I think everyone should be. I think you know we're all we're all created equal, right? But I think we from that point we all go in different directions. 
those directions lead to different places. And sometimes someone's a little ahead, someone's a little behind. Someone, like know. different ranked, I guess. And I don't so want to say ranked because, you know, that, that kind of... Like socially? Like a, so, like a social status? As not far status, as, like just what you know and how you learned and everything. You, everything it's so difficult to explain, but it's just like, you know, you're, you're created equal but you are not equal once you get out to the world. Okay, so you're, you're saying... We all says, develop at different rates, you know, okay. and develop in different directions. Okay. So you're saying, like, we're equal in the sense of we're humans. Yes, we're, we're created equal. People. Yeah. But we're not equal in the sense of opportunities or... Oh, don't, no, no. Don't, don't <laughs> say opportunities in here, but I just think, uh, like, we just we just have different modes and different... We're going different places, you know. Mm-hmm. If you, I don't know, if, this is a dumb example, but you throw a bucket of paint on this table and the, t- the paint goes everywhere. And think of the paint, like each little drop of paint as a person. They all go in different directions. And some take up more space, some are a little, di- you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> bad it's good. No, 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 it's good. It's very artistic. <laughs> but like, you know, we're all going in different directions. And he's, I look at that and I'm like, okay, you know, I just and sometimes you want to go the other direction, but you're heading this direction. You're like, why am I going this way? But I just feel like like that. That's a, why education education's useful and useless. But okay, so I mean, in a way, you're saying I guess it's useless because it kind of doesn't really make you think outside of the box because uh-huh. there are requirements that you have to uh-huh. go through. Uh-huh. Versus if you are an entrepreneur, you. Don't have rules. You don't have nothing. You set the rules. You set them so there's a much higher risk of you failing or say, and it's very 50 50 pretty uh, much. I I don't know about that. I think there's just no formula. You know, there's no formula for success as an entrepreneur. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, good advice and good stuff, you know, but overall, there's no real formula. You can't really say, you know, A plus B equals C. You. You don't know what A is, or you got to make up A. You don't know where you're going to get A. You don't know where B is at. You don't even know what this is going to equal. And it might work, it might not. Uh, if it's, it's not 50-50, I, I really think it's a lot. You know, it's like you'll 99% of the time you'll fail because it's so difficult and you don't know where you're going. It's just, it's just a simple fact. See, for me, I, I like structure. <laughs> I like knowing... The sense of what I have to do in order to get to this one place. I feel very lost. I feel confused. I get angry because I don't know the way I'm supposed to go and how to get there. So for me, in a sense, whenever you say like education is worthless or whatever, it's kind of like, well, I wouldn't have thought of on my own to take an environmental science class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Structure is, we need all, we all need some kind of structure. Or else we'd be savages. <laughs> but you know that structure. You know, it's the the structure. It's easier to go through the structure. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like I'd rather have structure, and you know, it is. I mean, I I understand what you mean whenever you say it's easy, but only because in the sense that I don't want to go through unnecessary 
crap where I stumble upon things where I could have avoided, thus saving time getting to my destination where I wanted well, to go instead of tripping over myself where I could have easily just I, been like... Yeah, but I feel like that develops you as a human being, yeah? When you when you fall? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, don't, get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I think that there is there is that as well, though, whenever you do follow, say, mm -hmm. the curriculum of school, like requirements and stuff, because, I mean, you're going to have to take that one math class that you do not want to take for this specific thing. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Like, you don't want to take that. But, I mean, in a sense, it's kind of like you have to take it. You can trip over yourself. You can, like, I, I don't want to say I hate math because I loved it in high school, but now... Here, coming here to college and stuff, I don't think I got suited with the best of instructors for me to love math like as I did in high school. But what I'm saying is that there's still obstacles there. Mm -hmm. There's still going to be that one person that you have to deal with either at work or at school. or You know what I mean? There's always like challenges, but it's in a sense of a different way. I feel like whenever it's an entrepreneur, I, it's very... I just say it's harder. I, did, I, I really say it's more difficult than going to school. I just... This is, this is my thought. Well, that's what I, not what I thought, but it's what I think, and I think it's true. Well, it is true, but like when you say that, people get really, really upset because you know they spent time getting a degree. Mm. When and especially when someone gets a degree and they don't really like what they're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's very scary, and they find something else. And and I mean, I feel like that happens very often, uh -huh. where you do go through all this process and you do get that degree that you were, you know sweating and you know crying crying at 3 exactly you know you put all the blood sweat tears into this degree and stuff and it ends up being something that you did not mm -hmm. think it was going to be or you're not in the place where you wanted to and stuff but i mean that's like how you said earlier you either push through it and get to where you actually want to be or mm -hmm. you know you end up not put and then you go through something else or I feel like a lot of things is kind of like, well, I got here because I ended up doing these mistakes, uh -huh. you know, and I mean, an entrepreneur can do the same thing as well. You know, I got here because of these mistakes and mistakes. So, I mean, you can either go through the education system and, you know, I'm not 100% positive, you know, where my passion is in political sciences, you know what I mean? Like, that's not my... I was born to do this, you know, at all. But I know I want to travel and help refugees. Like, I know I want to do that. Um, and then an entrepreneur, I mean, I'm going to get there however I get there kind of thing. Uh -huh. But I think both of them have their... Awesome. I, I understand. I get it. I get it. Like school, think structure's great. Whatever. Again, but then again, I like to work. I like to be occupied with things. I like to juggle my schedule, so... That's why I'm super bummed that I'm not, I don't have a full schedule this semester, but. That's, okay. I understand what you're saying. I get it, I get it, I get it, I understand. Well. Oh, that was, that's a, that was very interesting. I got one more thing. And then, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Then we can, uh, if, I don't know, how, how long have we been here? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe an hour? No, two hours? Two, oh my god. No, maybe like an hour and a half. All right, so, okay, finance. That's what I was going to talk about. Okay, finance. What I think, what I think is going to happen is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Over the next twenty years. In in some. Within okay. Uh -huh. Within don't 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 tell it say it's going to happen next year or whatever. Twenty twelve. I don't know. All right, uh, so what I think is going to happen is. We're going to phase out currency. 
like physical dollars. So they're all going to be online. Uh, so there won't be actually any physical mm-hmm. money. There will be no more banks. So what would our we will do currency we'll do with? we'll do currency through each other without having a third party. You know what I'm saying? Because the bank is really a middleman. You know what I'm saying? Like the bank holds the money and then distributes it. And sometimes they don't actually have the money, and they have because it's a, they don't really have the money, but they you know give you the money. Right. It's just pretend, you know, give you the money, and then they're actually taking someone else's money and mm-hmm. using it for that. Right. So I think it would, this. I think it might not be in twenty years. It might be you know hundred or you know fifty. You know, when I say twenty, it's like you know. At some point in time. At some point in time, this uh-huh. is going to be a reality. And banks are not, you don't, you don't need banks. You really don't. I mean, as long as you, you know, you know I get on my phone, I send you money, boom, gets to you. It comes from my, my account number to your account number. And I don't need the bank. I mean, that's kind of in a way that that's how some people work. I mean, as far as like direct deposit, mm-hmm. you don't actually end up ever seeing mm-hmm. anything unless you have to, depo- you know, like mm-hmm. withdraw something. But everything is pretty much like direct deposit and you transfer mm-hmm. funds to certain you know what I mean so yeah but you don't need a bank for that you just give it from person so say a company so whatever company hires you and X company hires you and then you uh, you sign up for direct deposit the company or whoever the financial department would send you the money rather than them send getting a check from Chase or their bank then it's sending it to you mm-hmm. that's a middleman that's mm-hmm. That would that would cut off those fees. It would cut off. It would be very interesting. Uh, banks are shutting down now. You know, lot lot less people in banks. A lot pe- less people in the stock market. You remember? You ever seen those videos where they're like selling stocks and they're, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. they're like wow <laughs> that that doesn't really well it's still there but it's not as big as it was because now you can do it all online. You sell currency, you move currency. Uh, I think that's a much better system, and. You know, you won't have as much people like gaining the system, banks going bankrupt and saying, oh, we don't have your money. You know, people not getting screwed over in the mortgages, uh, you know, paying higher interest rates. But, you know, you have a system that works. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need that bank. Like, the reason why you, those banks were put is because back then there was no online currency. There was no way to distribute money through the There was no internet. You know, it was the 1700s, 1800s, early 1900s. You know, you had big banks like, you know, Goldman Sachs. You had Chase, J.P. Morgan. Uh, you had all these people coming up, and we used physical currency back then. You know, whoever, who would ever think that we would ever get to this point where we don't use physical currency, where we just, you know, you know, type, you know, type in the number we want to put, transfer it to whoever, it gets to you. And I think that's going to eventually happen. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, how would you um, pay, though? I mean, would everything just be done electronically now? Yeah. There would be no cards, no credit cards, no other thing. Yeah. Oh, your credit card's your phone. So you'd have... Would that be more of a risk, though? Because, I mean, there's still people being hacked, and you know what I mean? Like, would that still... I mean... Every time I hear that, I'm like, okay, could just rob a bank. Robbing a bank is the same thing. You know, it's not. There's people that's robbing. I'm just kidding. 
There's you know banks that get hacked. You know there's banks that get robbed. It's just a different means of getting through it. So you just kind of have better security. And always there's always going to be someone who gets through. You know it's hard to. It'd be much harder to you know. The reason why banks or hackers go against banks is because it's a lot easier to go against a big. All the money's in one place, right? If you didn't have all the money and it was, you know, everyone had their money, you know, it was just spread out. So they wouldn't steal your money because they would be still, if they steal the bank's money, they're stealing your money. If it's your bank. It might suck. They might, you know, they'll just call bankruptcy and say, okay, we're going to print more bills and, you know, that creates inflation and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you have, but if it's not, the if there's no bank and they, they can they, the only way they get your money is they hack you. Well, it's a lot safer because it's all distributed among millions and millions of people, rather than you know it being centralized in these few banks, Wells Fargo, blah blah blah, whoever, you know, it'd be a lot safer. Be, I mean, like unless you, someone wants to steal your money, then you know. But you know, I think the security measures are good enough, where it would be better than you know having a bank. The banks can still get hacked. Right. They can get hacked and robbed. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, the responsibility the responsibility goes back to, like, say, Wells Fargo or Chase mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. Um, the responsibility goes back to them. So if something happens to your account, it's on them, right? And then they can, like, reimburse you or do whatever it is that they need to do to get you whatever it or is. Or they just don't do it and they just screw you over. I think if it's person to person, it's much it's much more, you know, controlled that you don't have, the money goes to, it doesn't have to go to the bank, it doesn't, have, it just goes to you. And if someone wants to rob you, which, you know, I think is a, you know, it should be thought of and, you know, you should figure ways out how to stop people. And then, you know, if someone could break through your whatever, however you get there, then you should not really, uh, you should just, I just think it's a much better system and it would be safer it would be safer, but you know, people are scared of moving towards this other stuff because it does eliminate jobs. I'm not gonna lie; it's gonna hurt. Yeah, I was about to say like all the jobs that are. But the problem is the, the issue is that society society is moving because people get stuck in like a society trap where they you know, they, they do the same. To, they go to this one job, they do this job forever. They you know they get kind of trapped. You know they can't move up. They get stuck in this position, you know, and you know, these positions are going to be eliminated at some point. It's going to suck for you. What are you going to do now? You know, you know, how are you going to move from that position? You know, like the fast food industry, I'm telling you, McDonald's is already doing it. They're making kiosks, which is basically just a LCD screen. You click what you want, press enter. It sends it all you need to cook and, you know, maybe one server to bring you out your food. And because uh, I forget why, I think it was because people wanted 15 We gotta talk about minimum wage too. <laughs> so they wanted $15 an hour. So McDonald's was like, nope, we're making kiosks, which are basically LCD screens, and you make your own burger, you do all that. And that that's gonna eventually happen. It's just like, I always tell people it's not if, it's when. Right. I mean, you already see it with the, uh, whenever you go to grocery store mm -hmm. and stuff like that. There's so many more people that would rather just check out their own things versus going to an mm -hmm. actual person and stuff. So, I mean, you're already starting to see it anyway.
Yeah, it, and you know, people are not moving from that industry. People are like, I, they want to stay in that industry, or they just want, you know, it's kind of it, it's hard to get people to move to different industries. You know, that's what happens when you know the automotive industry collapsed. People knew it was going to collapse, like they were going to move them out to Mexico or China or wherever. You know, they're going to move the steel industry out. The they but they didn't want to move. They just were like, okay, I like this. I this is what I do. They didn't, they didn't think about, you know, the future and that, you know, they're going to shut down. Oh gosh, what do I do now? You know, they don't, they don't have people, some people just don't have that mindset and they just don't know what to do afterwards because, you know, they've been doing this their whole lives or they've been doing this for a while and they're like, well, I guess I can go to another company, but all the steel places are leaving. Oh, there's no automotive industry really in, in the U.S., but there is still some, I'm, I'm not saying all of them, but. But it's a lot more difficult to get a job as, you know, whatever. Have, you have to have certifications for some things now. It's very different than it was back then. Mm -hmm. yeah. Minimum wage? Ready? All right, yeah, you go first. Uh, what do you think about minimum wage in this crazy... What? That's not, I won't say crazy. Well, I mean, you obviously can't live off of it like, at all. There's, there's no balance between the, as far as having minimum wage and actually living off of it, like having an apartment the thing that what made me <laughs> I guess realize stuff like that was whenever I started um, working here in like the downtown and stuff is where I can I can work downtown I just can't live downtown <laughs> you know what I mean that's so messed up it's crazy that, that, that's crazy because like everyone this is what I think like, if you don't live in the city like inside like here I, okay I, I don't want to give too many specific <laughs> you know places but you know, you live, you know, the inner city, you know, where downtown these other places are. And you don't want, you don't want that, like, it's like, you know, where all the jobs are, right? You have this big circle that has, you know, all the jobs. And, you know, people can't afford to live inside. Well, plenty of people can afford to live inside, but because they're building so many apartments, so many buildings, because people want to move into these places. But... You know, it's becoming like a New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it is. It really is, you know. But you have that. And where where do all these people? There's not enough people in this one area to work in these close proximity jobs. Right. So they just rush in from, you know, other small cities, other small towns, and just, whoosh, they all come here for work, and they all leave at the same time. Ooh. It's so scary, right? <laughs> they just come in and leave. And you're like, what the heck? This is crazy. And you look at it and you're like, wow, it's, it's just amazing, you know. You watching them just swarm in and then swarm out. And that's what the routine is. In it, you know, I mean, is that where we're at? Where we're in the swarm in thing right now in Houston? Yeah. Or? Like, yeah, we're in the swarm in. Here is, is I think, it's the biggest. You know, Houston has the biggest swarm in, I think, in probably, maybe not the U.S., but in Texas. It's definitely the biggest because you just have a bunch of people coming from other cities, other small towns, other this. They just come in here for work and they go out there. They can afford because you know you get a lot more money's worth outside of this, outside of the city. Uh, you, 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 everything costs a little less, or, oh, yeah, you know, apartments, uh, whatever houses. You know, yeah, you know, it's a lot cheaper to live outside in, in the suburbs rather than in the city. Right. It's very interesting though, but like. You know, people want to, people go where the money is. It's just how it is. 
and there's no money outside of here. This is where all the money is. This is where you make your money. This is where you're going to live. Where you, you, you can live if you have enough money. Uh, if not, then you can move outside in the outskirts, and now you got to drive 45 minutes to get mm-hmm. into the city, or an hour, or, you know, you know, three-hour drive here. I don't know. Some people have insane kind of, you know, how far they, from where they work, from, like, where they work, and from where they live. And, you know, I think that's ridiculous. Like, you, you I'm should, one of those people that end up traveling, like, an hour out just to... Yeah, that's because I mean everything is here. Um, school is here. Both of my jobs are here, and uh-huh. and then from there, the only thing that I go back home is to just sleep. So, yeah. and then everything else is over here. So, <laughs> you... but I can't afford to come over here. You know, it's expensive. But like, uh, you, what was I saying? Gosh, my gosh, I have to. Some... You're all the way in, and then you're coming out. And... But you, you know, I'm like, you know, everyone, all the jobs are in the circle, right. and you got everyone coming to the circle to get their piece, the piece of the pie, taking a piece of the pie, and you have ridiculous. I'm, I'm like, if you, if it's more than like ninety minutes, that's ridiculous. That's a little much. An hours, I think, is still a little ridiculous. I think it shouldn't take you more than fifteen to twenty minutes to get in. But I mean, either way, the, the further out that you go, the less that they're going to pay you. Like, it, uh-huh. it's just how it is. I mean, they were trying to give me minimum wage whenever I was living, whenever I was doing um, vet tech, I guess. And I was living out by Sci Fair or wherever, uh-huh. you know, over there. And they were trying to give me minimum wage versus I ended up getting a job offer here that was double of that. I mean, obviously, I don't care if it's an hour out. I'm still going to take the one that's double. Yeah, of course, because there's so, more money. I mean, the further the way you are, the less that you're going to get end up living. It just depends on the areas. That's it's, true. That's It's so subjective because our economy is based on a the power structure, which is like, you know, the cities that have the most and produce the most and create the most. Those are the cities that people want to be in or they want to work at. Because there's a lot more industries, there's a lot more money in the city rather than outside. I think that's very, very, very true of a lot of places. And it's kind of scary once you get to you know, middle America. You have all these countries that, you know, that don't have that kind of structure. They, it's all bad all around or it's, you know, there's just one area, like Dubai is one of those places. That's the one area you go to in that country. Is it a country? Might be a city. <laughs> My God, I sound so ridiculous. But, <laughs> uh, but it's the one country. It's the one city or country. Where, that place. That place where all the money is. And everywhere in that country, there's no money. There's people living in villages while there's people driving two, three million dollar cars. Princes, princes, princes. Well, oh, that's funny. One of my friends actually wants to go over there, but I mean, I, I, I never actually checked it out or anything like that. But she's shown me pictures because she wants to go on vacation over there right. and stuff. And she's shown me pictures, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this place is really nice and stuff. But I mean, you, yeah, you see like the outskirts of it too and stuff, and it's very, mm-hmm. you know, nice stream. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Like it's just it's a pretty place. And it's the only pretty place in the country. In that country. 
and then you look out there and you're like what there's no other pretty places <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and everyone else is poor these are the rich the princes live there and you know it, they pay ridiculous money and i'm like what the heck so you pay like seven million dollars to live in that house or that little penthouse you have it's like 600 square feet and you can live in texas and you can buy yourself like twenty thousand acres of land it's, it's just a little ridiculous to me it's crazy how some people spend their money with i guess just would you ever get ridiculous with money like that if you say i gave you i can't i can't even if i was like okay i know this is kind of super like left field but i guess an example would be i was talking to one of my coworkers about this uh the other day is that you know how beyonce or whatever she's having twins or oh yeah she's the instagram queen now okay so she has so much money like she is swimming in it okay <laughs> swimming in money and stuff and then i don't know if this was like she was trying to get pregnant and she wasn't able so she mm -hmm. was needing help or whatever but i mean i think if i had that amount of money I would probably be like, okay, we can go and adopt kids that actually need homes and stuff like that and probably like pull like an Angelina Jolie or something like that mm -hmm. instead of, oh, I'm just going to pop out kids left and right, blah, blah, blah. Like, if I could adopt kids, I would. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very long and very expensive process. But, but you I got mean, the money. But you do have the money for it. And that's just my opinion. Is that, is that what you would do if you were filthy rich? Like a billionaire kind of I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't. What would you do? If you had like, if I could just have anything, you had I just four billion dollars. What would you do? Would you? What would you build? What would you? I make? would probably build something that I could give back in return and have kind of like um. I would mean, you, I'm not gonna go broke either by like I'm just gonna give it away to everybody, you know, either. But I mean, it's it's kind of where you get what you have and take it as. You know, you do have an upper hand in something and you get to help out other people with it and more of an opportunity instead of just being greedy and being like i'm just gonna buy uh you know in dubai 600 square feet you know just because i want to be luxurious about some stupid apartment you know actually make it to where you help out others i guess instead of just swimming in it and having twins i don't know i think so. i think i'll try and enjoy swimming in it and then i would actually do something We'll probably make something and build something on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, you can invest into some other things, you know, instead of... I don't know. I think I would be I would be really smart and invest in something that actually makes money. Because uh, if you just spend all your money... It's I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can't, you're can't. you not just going to spend it and blow it on something. Like, I'm going to give it to everybody and not just get anything in return, you know? But just, like, invest... I will pay for things. that wall. I'll pay for the wall. There you go. I had $15 billion as well. Let's say, I don't know. I wouldn't do that. That's crazy. What, build the wall? No, pay for it. Oh, no. I, I, I thought that. that. One time I heard, Bill, well, it was Bill Gates. You know how big that is. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, saving the world, supposedly. I don't know. What he's <laughs> but I guess I saw like a gif of him saying, I'll pay for the wall. Like it looks like him like acting like Trump. And it was like, I will pay for the wall. It will only take a piece of my net worth. A piece. They, all, they think he's going to be the first trillionaire. I talked about this on the last podcast. It was really? interesting. Mm. First trillionaire. That doesn't sound real. And I don't think it... That's, that's scary. Like, I hear the word trillion. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> like, you ever... I don't remember. 
I don't know if it was a YouTube video. It was a video of something. I don't know where I watched it. But someone showed me it. I was like, okay, if you had a hundred dollar bill, uh, how much, a billion dollars, how much would that look in like a room or like, a, a, you know, how much would a trillion dollars look in here? It was like ridiculous. It was like 20, 20, like a jet, like a, you know, an airplane hanger filled with money. And I was just like, a hundred dollar bills. It was just ridiculous. I didn't understand what the heck was going on. I was like, what? It's just, it just, the way. Puts it in perspective yeah. of how much. That's yeah. crazy. I don't, I don't know what, I guess I've never been in that position, so I don't know what I would exactly do with all of that money, but I mean, being a trillionaire, I mean, come on. You have a little wiggle room to help out others. He is helping out. He's, it's just like, he makes so much money so fast. You know how much money he makes? It's, uh, he does, it's not worth him to pick a hundred dollar bill if you dropped it right there. <laughs> Literally, if you drop if you drop the hundred dollar bill right there, he makes hundred and twenty six dollars and like twenty two cents every second. That's every second. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? If you did like a compound, like he, if you added all that up, he made like sixty billion, seventy billion dollars a year, and he gives it away, and then he grows it back, and he gives it away, grows it back. It's just, you know. Imagine you're so, your resources are so, you have so much resources that you can't use it all because it keeps renewing faster than you can use it. That's, that's the kind of position he's in. I think maybe he should um, distribute that kind. If it is so rapidly that it grows so fast and stuff, mm -hmm. I think maybe it should be um, put into other places that might need it. Yeah, I, understand, I understand what you mean, but like we're... Like you gotta be careful where you put your money. Like, but I mean, if it's regenerating as fast as you I know, I, I know. But like, look, you have you have to be. I don't know. You, you have to be kind of not cunning. It's not cunning. <laughs> I never use. I never use that word. Never. Mind. You gotta be like not smart. Cunning. I'll say cunning. It sounds cool. Cunning. You gotta be cunning of how you use the money and where you get. Okay, you could use that money on politicians so they could make your agenda go. So then maybe his agenda is schools. Like, yeah, he doesn't, like, like, there's a lot of billionaires that have priorities. Like, when you watch your interviews, they have priorities. Like, okay, step one is this. Step two is that. I want to help with this and help with that and then help with this. I don't think that's an issue. You know, stuff like that. So I think that's what he's doing. He's going step one, step two, step three, step four. And I think he's picking his battles. You know if I told you you gotta fight a giant, or you can fight this person first, why would you fight the giant first if you're not ready to fight the giant? No. Or if you don't know how to fight the giant and how to win? You don't fight battles that you can't win. You gotta, you know, if you can't, if you don't think you can win, you've lost. It's just a fact. Sometimes. Good Lord, that's very black and white. It's not black and white, but. I mean, you you could surprise yourself and be like, "Oh, I'm so much better than I thought," but that's very rare. Usually, it's just you know stereotyping. But ninety percent of the ninety percent of the time, it's black and well, not black and white, but it's not. You got me confused now. <laughs> it's uh, you know, you either you you either gonna win or you lose. I mean, there's no in between. You can kind of lose or you know, not lose is bad, but you either win or lose. It's just. It's, it sucks. It sucks. But when you win, it's like, woo! Nice. 
you know, it's, it's like, it's just awesome. Yeah, you get that feeling like, oh, yes, I won. But that's only one thing I think about. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess, is there anything else left or no? Um, I think we covered all of it. I know I had written, like, jot some stuff down. But um, yeah, I think we ended up uh, covering a lot of stuff. Did we talk about the environment yet or no? The environment? Oh, I don't think so. Oh. But okay, this is our last topic. This is a good, <laughs> it's actually going along. It's like I don't know how long it's been. It's been like an hour or something. But what environment? Yeah, break it down for me because I'm. I, I remember. It, I, I remember. I don't know. So we're gonna be. Um, you know, fossil fuels are very. Of course, they're very. Uh, they're finite. They're. We're gonna end up using all of it anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what I was getting at whenever it comes to like environment and stuff is obviously using other sources instead of just burning fossil fuels, creating pollution, global warming and it's all, not real. all of that stuff. <laughs> all of that stuff. So I mean just finding a different method about how to use it and stuff because there's it's like how you said earlier, where as far as like regenerating, but this is the opposite. We're using so much to where it cannot regenerate fast enough for us mm-hmm. to reuse it again. So at some point it's gonna be I mean, obviously, maybe not today or anything, but in generations, there's not going to be anything left. So what? We're just going to end up killing off this planet and see who ends up going to Mars first? Because it's already in the process of happening anyway. So anyway, I'm just saying, like, try to find other resources to end up, you know, using it and um, try to find something smarter. Because, I mean, either way, whenever we do have oil and stuff like that and we end up getting it, like, we lose energy or lose um, the amount to its full potential that we can use, it's being lost by getting it from the ground. That's already a certain percentage that you're already losing. And from there, from it going to, like, gas stations to your car, is like, something about, like, a little bit over 70% that's energy is being lost. So pretty much the only thing that you're using in your car is, like, 12 to 13%, mm-hmm. which is... You're out of all of this stuff that you're getting it from. You're literally only putting in twelve percent into your car to make it drive. I mean, that's kind of it doesn't balance. You're you're using and you're taking up all these resources and you're using all this energy and all this stuff, all for you only to put in twelve percent inside of your car. It doesn't really make sense. So anyway, that was just my spiel about the environment of just trying to find smarter things. Let's go nuclear then. Just saying, like, just find better methods. And as far as um, recycling, obviously, is a good thing. You know, everybody should be doing that and stuff. But, I mean, let's face it. People are lazy. They're not going to, you know, they don't go out of their way to, like, pick up trash or whatever. I do. (laughs) There's some people that I've met people where they're driving and they roll down the window and then just toss bags out. You know what I mean? Like, I've met people like that. It's crazy. Okay, I have a rule about that. I only throw gum out the window. I don't know why. Okay. Well, like, I don't know how long it takes for gum to dissolve, if it does. Does it? I don't in any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, even then, whenever you are recycling, we're still using resources. We're still using energy to melt it back down and go mm-hmm. and reuse it. We're still using energy for that. So, I mean, obviously not as much as, you know, making plastic for the first time. But, I mean it's still using some type of percentage of energy and resources to recycle in itself. 
So anyway, that was my spiel about the whole environment thing. Environment. Did dinosaurs exist? Yes. For real? Yes. For real? Yeah. You lying to me? No. The earth is flat? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got you. It's not flat. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. I'm just saying, I mean, like, as far as research goes, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are, like, conspiracy theories that the earth is still flat. There is. <laughs> just like how you were talking about UFOs and stuff like that as well. Oh, um, conspiracy theories? Yes. So. What do you think? Uh, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? My favorite one? Yeah, like one you're interested in. Aliens? Is it? Probably Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, yes! Okay, okay, okay. We're going to give me a high five right there. All right. So we got. Where do you think he's at? Tell, tell, tell you, me. You know, there's actually like religious belief behind it too, as well. I don't want to get into all that, though. That's a very touchy kind of thing as far as re religion aspect. Like, of what do you mean? Like, Indian religion? Or what do you. No, there's this. Native American. Just tell me. No, I'm, it's I'm, a very like it's just very. Uh, give me like. It's very touchy. It's a very touchy subject as far as religion and the, how it ties into. Okay. Bigfoot. Okay. 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 So, you, can, you, you can tell me after this. Okay. Oh, but uh, where's Bigfoot? I don't know. There's a show called Finding Bigfoot. Have you seen it? I've actually gone it's, out of my way to, to actually watch. I've seen episodes. a few episodes. Yeah, but where is he? Where do you think he is? Is he real? Loch Ness monster is too. I heard they found like uh, some animal in the sea. Did you know the sea is like the scariest place? Because we don't know what's down there. Right. Yeah. Like, like we don't know. Did like, you read this on like you know the black and white newspapers that are in the grocery store and stuff? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like information comes in and out, and then in and out, and then sometimes we get it's replaced by accurate or like sometimes I like I look at something and then it gets updated and then you find out it's not real. I also have another thing about NASA. They have a jet propulsion system that can take you to the moon in hours and to the Mars in days, and it doesn't use fuel. It uses microwaves. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I'll, I'll show you in a minute after okay. this, but it's ridiculous. And I think it's real. And I, it's, like, it's like fake science. Is this real science or fake science? You know? When you look at it, you're like, is it fake? It looks fake. It sounds fake. Okay. It doesn't look fake. Well, it sounds fake because, but when NASA says it, it's like, it gives it kind of the legitimacy. Right. Or semi-legitimacy, because NASA lies to you all the time. There's a conspiracy theory that we didn't land on the moon. So it was just kind of like a, uh, based off reputation. Yeah. It's more, that's why. Yeah, well, well, why, like, like, why do you, when you get your information from whatever source, CNN, Fox, this, it's because you trust that they, right. you have some kind of, I, how do we say this, you have faith that they're telling you the truth mm -hmm. they might not necessarily be telling you the truth or half truths that's that's a big thing half truths you know you know lying but not lying at the same time because you're telling the truth but you're also putting in some secret sauce <laughs> some spaghetti sauce into your lie uh -huh. or your truth with some lie you know however you want to uh, script it but of course Bigfoot uh, <laughs> of course Bigfoot's real. Like, how yeah, like can you not... said that, that show, it's just funny because, you know, there's these, you follow these guys that are trying to find him and stuff like that, and they go out into the woods, and they go out there, and all this stuff, and it's crazy, because I remember I watched one episode where they were out, like, in a cave or something like that, and there was some kind of, like, a grassy nest that something had... <laughs> 
caught up there. And so the guy, he ends up like getting in the nest, which I don't know how these people are still alive because they go into people or I guess animals nests you know what I mean and they're like oh you know I can really see this being Bigfoot's place and blah blah and so he goes inside of the nest goes in it and starts laying down like like you know like going like this and looking over the cave and stuff like that and he goes yeah this could and it was always one or two he's like this could either be a mountain lion or it can be Bigfoot it's just like nothing else like either a mountain lion thing or a Bigfoot thing Bigfoot so I don't know what I think I think Bigfoot is real but I don't, I don't know if he's alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they found bones of Neanderthals and, you know, other human species and fossils or whatever. And, you know, we see mammoths and we see, you know, extinct species. Maybe Bigfoot's an extinct species. Maybe someone found or someone saw that it was extinct and they saw, like, a skull and stuff. And maybe they fabricated a story and, you know... It's always possible that it's being faked, but it might have been. I I do believe it was real at some point. Uh, how many Bigfoots there are? People have so many theories. Bigfoot got like twenty children. I don't know. Like, why are you asking me this? I just don't. Is it one Bigfoot? Two Bigfoots? And then the sighting. It's like the problem I have with UFOs. You have so many encounters or so many you know sightings that. If 100% of them are fake, I don't think that's possible. I mean, or it's not likely. It's more likely that, you know, a couple of those are real, or maybe a few of those are real, or maybe half of those are real, something like that. So, like, out of all potential yeah. lies, I mean, they can't all be made up. I mean, some yeah, of them just, in there have to be. Yeah, it can, it could be, but it's not as likely, it's not, it's not as possible. It just doesn't fit, like, you know. Everything's a lie. So, you know, there's no UFOs. All those things you see are not real. You know, that's like one of the things. And I think that's a really one, one-sided one kind of way of looking at it. I look at it like, okay, that might be true, but this other thing might be true because what if half of them are real, half of them are faked, or half of them are 75%, something like that, something in between. And even if, if one, just one, one of those UFOs are real, just one. That's all you need. There are aliens. It's crazy. Do you think aliens are real? Yeah. So hard to say. I'm I'm in the what I call a superposition is where like yes and no. Like yes and that like it's very, very likely. Where are they from? How do they get here? How do they, you know I have so many questions, you know? Or maybe they, they come from different dimensions. Or they come from, you know, every black, in every black hole there's a, another universe with different laws, you know, stuff like that, you know. Uh, you know, how do we, con, not consciousness, but like, uh, how do we think, think about everything, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if it's us, and there's this huge entire whole universe behind it, I mean, there's... I think that there's something else. I mean, it can't just be us in this entire complex space travel time thing. It has to be more, I would assume so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anything that shows, it makes me so, makes me wonder so much. 
it's just like, and then it gets to like a, a loophole, you know, just like, okay, if that's real, then well, you know, it's just exploring the options. I think there's a lot of crazy stuff out there that we don't see. Area 51, I don't know. JFK, mop, the CIA killed JFK. The J JFK wanted to, you ever hear? He has a lot of good speeches about like secret societies and, the, you know, and he has a, I don't know, sexy voice. I don't know what to call it. Like, it's like very presidential. It's like, uh, he has like the, the way he talks and the way he talks. Very charismatic. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, it's not like Hitler charismatic, but it's pretty charismatic. You ever seen Hitler? Hitler, Hitler uh, speeches? It's, kind of, it's like, you know, his hair is flat. <laughs> I don't know. But th that's pretty, pretty much all. Any final thoughts you got? Um, I should probably watch another episode of that book, but... <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I have not seen it recently. I've only seen a couple of episodes, so... Definitely right. makes you broaden your mind up a little mm -hmm. bit. But anyway. Alright, right, guys. Thank you for listening. And, uh, well, peace out, guys. Ooh. I'm gonna have to edit this part out. But... Is it still going? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs>